I got sent home for wearing that concert tee to junior high. <laughs> what, the girls the bi- on the butts? The, the, on the bicycle, yeah. Yeah. They were right to do that. They were <laughs> right to do that. They, they were. They were. I was, it was irresponsible parenting on my mother's part. I'd already been sent home for Farrah Fawcett in elementary school because of the nipples. <laughs> so not only did you get sent home, you get to kick it at home and you get to fucking whack it to that shirt yeah, when exactly. you get home? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh. <laughs> George whacked it to each girl in the bicycle race, okay. one after the other. The shirt I had only had one girl on it from the back. You remember that the original poster though, right? It yeah, was, it had a bunch on it, it right? Dozens of girls with right. bicycles yeah, yeah. All, with their butts hanging out. Wasn't that the inside of the record even maybe? Like the whole inside sleeve so. was that, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. It might have been. I only <laughs> opened it once and then after that it was stuck together. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of jack humor this this <laughs> We haven't even started. It is a time for magic and wonder, a time for beauty and mystery. It's time for ear and loathing. <laughs> High time. <laughs> it's time for you to switch to fucking caffeinated coffee. <laughs> Have you tried Sanka? <laughs> it's just so magical being here with you guys That's every right. two weeks. It is. Yeah, so here we are at Ear and Loathing. We are the Gitmo Bros. We remain the number one rockers forever. And please don't forget it. Don't make us keep reminding you. And this is episode 46. And oh boy, do we have a special treat for you today. But first, let us introduce ourselves and each other and the world at large to my pal, the media darling. Why don't you say hello? Hi, I'm George White, and just for the heck of it, I'm going to say, no, 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 I don't smoke it no more. <laughs> Peace and love. The song's been in my head, and I thought, I'm going to share it with you guys. Wow. Deep, deep Ringo pull. Yeah, deep, deep Ringo, no, no, no song. <laughs> I like how he goes through all the drugs. Yeah, and, and the irony was, he didn't say no, no, no to any of those drugs like, for right. like another 10 years. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> He was he was actually taking the, the little the little sound effects he would do where he'd go I don't anymore and he'd do that right. fake sniff. He wasn't a fake sniff. It was a completely legitimate sniff that when uh, certain powders were probably going up his nose during the recording session. But no, thank you, please. It only makes me sneeze. <laughs> and also, oh, what's that I hear calling in from the North Star? He's my North Star. He's George's North Star. He's both of Ringo's nostrils North Star. Why don't you say hello? Baringa, Pat Benatar, Debbie Harry, and Dale Bozio all consider the Gitmo Bros as the ones that got away. <laughs> hey, dudes. Who, who gets who in that? Who, in I was going to say, who do Fuck I get? It, so you, you, you don't lose. I yeah, tap I Bozio. I tap Bozio. <laughs> you do not lose. Fine. Do a Good. little round robin. <laughs> so there you have it. My dreams of 19. We're wanted men. <laughs> Um, so, all right, I guess now that we've got the, uh, some of the characters out of the way, we have to get to our favorite character. He is, uh, living in a little shack and, uh, pops his head out one, a couple times per month to, uh, greet the world. Not unlike the, uh, Poxitani Phil. 
<laughs> the mighty Pennsylvania gra- uh, groundhog. The hillbilly, yeah. of the hillbilly groundhog. <laughs> Clem, Clemson. <laughs> when yeah, Clem, Clem pops his head out, you know that there's good fishing. <laughs> there's good hand fishing. He's, he pops up with a catfish. <laughs> it's like Gollum. Just <laughs> hold a catfish by the mouth. Just... <laughs> all right, all right, Clem. Let it, why don't you let us know if there's going to be uh, if you if you're going to indeed see your own shadow, and let us know if there's going to be. Well, I don't even know what it is. Six more weeks of noodling. <laughs> six more weeks of noodling. What do you say, Clem? Hi there. Welcome to Kibitz Corner. Today I learned that Kibitz Corner is in Poxitani County. Hey, uh, guess what? Um, also, little known fact, I just realized his full name is is Clemson. Clemson. That's his full name. He goes by Clem, but his first name, his full name is Clemson Clemson. Yeah, for sure. It's confusing for his, his son, Junior, because it's Clemson, Clemson, son, Clemson, son, son, Clemson. But they just call him Junior. <laughs> like their neighbors, the Bensons. Ben, ben Benson. Ben, son, ben Benson and his son, Ben, son, Benson. <laughs> I, I, went to school, I went to school with a kid named Morgan Morgan. I'm not kidding. Oh, boy. <laughs> What an asshole. It's funny seeing his name on a baseball, um, you know, roster. Like, Morgan Morgan. You're like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> Doesn't really need a comma. It can go either way. It's Morgan Morgan. <laughs> I know we've been talking about a special treat here. And let me start with a, 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 a head scratcher. Now, for years, decades, let's say, there's been the mystery to be solved. Who is exactly the fifth Beatle? Is it George Martin? Is it Brian Epstein? Is it Billy Preston? Nobody knows. Possibly nobody cares. But I always thought it was Maureen Starkey. <laughs> <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Forget that that little you know nobody band, the Beatles. What's more important for the world to learn and understand is who is the fourth Gitmo. Uh oh. <laughs> as we know, as we know, Foxy George is the number one and number two Gitmo, according to the ladies. <laughs> What? <laughs> and the number three position is shared by, oh, no one, Eric and Darnell. <laughs> but who exactly is the fourth Gitmo? Well, I figure it's the one guy who has worked on the show as much as we have. And his name is, oh, nothing, Clem Clemson. No, it's not Clem. <laughs> Clem barely shows up. No, I actually would like, I have a little intro prepared for, for our, our guest. Here we go. One of America's uh, great legends, a cherished musical legend. I, I hope my uh, enthusiasm is generating because I love this man. I really, I mean, if you can love a man, I love Aaron Shows. Yeah, <laughs> Aaron Shows. Hello, say hello. hello. Hello, what's up, guys? Aaron. So, uh, hey, Aaron Shows. You've heard his name many times on the show. He always takes our sort of like mediocre theme song. No, nothing personal, Aaron. Excuse B. you. Excuse you. <laughs> and he makes something something glorious out of it. And so uh, he, you did the Halloween one. Yeah, we did the Christmas one. The Christmas one. And then you did the uh, the Charlie song, too. Yeah, that's right. It's is, Charlie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so while we have you here, tell us what it's like. Like, what's your process when you get a hold of our theme song, which is almost like you can't improve on it, really. You can just go sideways. True. Yeah. <laughs> no, but what, what's the process? How do you break it down? Um, 
let me, let me think here. So you start off, you know, crying for like a few hours. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> That's what our listeners do every episode. I'll never be this good. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I basically take whatever the theme is. And then uh, this is not going to be funny at all. But anyway, take the theme, whatever the theme is, like say for it was Halloween. And there's all these quirky things you can do with Halloween. And I go to like, you know, theremins and weird instruments and then just kind of turn everything that you've you've done the perfection and I make it bad um <laughs> no i make it i make it scary and uh and then for the christmas one was similar I, um we sort of played with uh elfish voices and yeah. record ourselves and pitch shift them really high up and um yeah so it's just a uh, it's just like you're you're trying to imagine what the what the instruments that that would uh, would be part of that you know stereotype essentially. Looking forward to your St. Patrick's Day one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that one you can just do yeah. completely by yourself because Aaron is not only a accordion player on you know with my band, he's also a a killer keyboard slash organ slash piano player and uh, also a composer. So he he could do an, a St. Patrick's one all by himself virtually <laughs> for sure. Do you play fiddle too? I do not play fiddle. Okay. No. You could probably learn it in about 20 minutes, I bet. <laughs> I played mandolin, which is... 20-minute fiddle. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I thought for sure that you were going to say, hey, I've prepared something for uh, for Aaron's intro, and it would be something you made That'd him work amazing. on. <laughs> <laughs> What's nice about... Well, one of the many nice things about having your collaboration, uh, Aaron, is that everyone every time you do one, I end up getting shout-outs from... Uh, friends and fans alike going hey i love it when you da 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 and i go well i, I didn't do that one they go oh i thought wh- what i thought you did the theme song i did well what's what do you mean this guy aaron what oh, God. <laughs> it, it falls apart it falls yeah. apart it's it's fucking fine. Fine. Yeah. fine yeah thank you <laughs> but it's all they're always excellent they're always good they're so, they're very creative and so fun and and uh it means a lot uh to us that you take the time to do things so well I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. It sure does. Uh, one question, yeah. though, Aaron. Aaron Shouse, where were you um, on Loath to Love? Because, you know, that was raw, <laughs> and I could have used you, honestly. A guy could have used you. Little production on that. <laughs> well, it's, isn't one of you also from the South? Yes, me. Yes, George. Yeah. I'm from the South, yeah. Yeah. I am as well, by the way. So I'm from Alabama originally. So Where? Um, Alabama. Yeah, Montgomery. I- Mon- yeah. Montgomery. I was conceived in Montgomery. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> At the uh, hot dog on a stick fuck shack. <laughs> That's in Palm Springs. They, we We're don't actually have brothers. No. We don't have one in Montgomery yet. No, I was conceived in Tuscaloosa. But in- <laughs> oh, okay. At the university, you know. <laughs> right at the university there, yeah. Mm-mm. Well, we're, we're both, you know, brothers and father-son, you know. That's right, exactly. <laughs> As the stereotype goes. When you say the university, do you mean, uh, do you mean out on the quad? No, it was probably in a pickup truck or something. Oh. I don't know the law school. Well, you could have had the pickup on the quad. <laughs> could have, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, are we done with this antebellum horseshit? Sorry. Okay. <laughs> you, he doesn't He doesn't get it, Aaron Shouse. <laughs> That's right. He's from Buffalo. He's a northern. <laughs> uh, all right. So anyway, I, so today, uh, Aaron Shouse. Oh, by the way, let's come up with it. With, I was just going to call you Aaron Jr., Okay. <laughs> but what do you guys okay. think we should call him? Should we call him Shousy or something? Or what? Because <laughs> we just don't want to so, confuse everybody with all the errands. This place is lousy with errands today. Yeah. Shousy cakes. <laughs> Your pitches are Shousy and and Junior. <laughs> it's like you're back in Alabama. That's right. <laughs> we just we just call uh, Aaron my man. 
my man. man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, I've had, as you can imagine, plenty of punny fun with 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 Aaron Shaw's yeah. name, and so uh, the one thing that never caught on though, because like we say, Shaw's it going, mm-hmm. and, and then when I call him on the phone, I'll, I'll I'll leave messages on his voicemail of me singing Shaw's it. Shouts it, shouts it out loud. I, I can't believe that. I can't believe he just did that. That That's was really my weird. pitch. I was going to pitch that to him. <laughs> yeah, shouts it as out an loud. organ cover, shouts the, it out loud. I was going to pitch that. The one that never caught on though was, um, and it's because we're old men and we'll get it. But he he just doesn't care. Is um, if you remember from, I believe the cartoon was was it Pebbles and Bam Bam had a band like they had their offshoot show and they had a band and one of their one of their guys in their band was Schlepprock. Yes, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. He had a catchphrase. It was wowsy, wowsy, woo, woo. So I would <laughs> occasionally I would call Aaron and go, shousy, wowsy, woo, woo. And I'd hang up. And he, exactly. He, he just would not tolerate that one. So we, we got rid of that one. <laughs> You're right to do that. Sounds like no one's tolerating it. And that's fine. <laughs> I accept my fate. Oh, it's a Schlepprock joke. I get it. Okay. <laughs> was all that Hanna-Barbera? I think so, yeah. Cause Shit's fucking nonsense. That was the Flintstones. It was a, it was a offshoot of the Flintstones. Goddamn fucking ludes. Well, look, it was the seventies. What are you going to do? So the the format today is we are going to torture. What did we say it was? My man. And, <laughs> My man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after the the torture segment, we might have a little special surprise for him. If but he has to first take his vitamins in the torture chamber. So why don't we head down there right now? What do you guys say? His Flintstone vitamins. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's professional broadcasting right there. <laughs> Torture chamber. Okay, I'm not gonna bullshit you, okay? I don't really give a good fuck what you know or don't know. But I'm gonna torture you anyway. Suffering. As you know, when we have guests on, we are on a completely different timeline, a parallel universe of Ear and Loathing. And so our order of uh, who starts the torture chamber is different. And I went back with a calculator and a sundial, and I determined that our last guest was, oh, no one, Mr. Dalton Grant, Esquire. And and uh, the who went first that time? Mr. Aaron Britt with Muskrat Love. Yeah. Yeah. People are still talking about that. Yeah, to this day, talking about the the uh, the Moog fucking noises, <laughs> throwing ropes, <laughs> muskrat ropes, throwing muskrat. <laughs> Sam, was it Sammy? Sammy's throwing ropes. <laughs> fucking throwing Pepsi. ropes for the fam. <laughs> throwing ropes for the fam. <laughs> it's a good title for a movie. It's great, Aaron. It's good. <laughs> Now that means if if we are following the so-called alphabet that which the government wants us to use, um, we're gonna. That means Damon, your pal, will go first today. I get Ooh. to torture you first. All right. Ooh boy. And so I would like. To, of course, this comes from a department, and that department from the when your cheeky parody of a fascist dictator turns into a loving tribute to a fascist dictator. Department. <laughs> Let's go back to 1983. Let's do it. Oh, while this intro is going, I'm going to send you guys lyrics. Great. <laughs> Lucky you. It's already, yeah, that song already is. <laughs> <laughs> 
It sounds like an 80s version of a, of a uh, German it's speech. Deutschland. Deutschland. It's, Deutschland. it's literally Deutschland, Deutschland, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Anyone know what this is? Uh, no, I, I. It almost sounds like one night in Bangkok, but it's not. <laughs> the right era. Is it, is it Murray Head related? <laughs> is it head related? Is it head related? Are you a head head? I'm a head head. I've been for a long time. A couple, a couple weeks at least. All this place. <laughs> I love that. All this place. Head head. When I was in uh, junior high, head head sat next to Morgan Morgan. <laughs> Thank you. In, in homeroom. <laughs> okay, here we go. Well, hi there, people. You know me. I used to run a little joint called Joy Mini. I was number one, the people's choice. And everybody listened to my mighty voice. My- <laughs> <laughs> Anyone getting this one yet? Uh, I. No, I, I I'm reading the lyrics ahead, so I know what it's about. But <laughs> who do, who the fuck who would do this? I'm Aaron, do you not? Lyrics. Oh, you really don't know? No, no. but wh- who? Okay, you're gonna. It's it's gonna make total sense. Who's taking this so lightly? Is this Rick Dees? <laughs> Only he would be such a monster. <laughs> oh my god! The one guy who who gets away with this is Mr. Mel Brooks. Oh, okay. Well, I, you know, all right, that's true. <laughs> this is Mel Brooks singing. <laughs> Or rapping, rapping I guess. Is it where? Oh, yeah. springtime for Hitler, and he thought, "Oh, I can do this." And eh. yeah, <laughs> I have a, I have a, an interesting timeline for you guys. But let's just go. At least he was over there try- was shooting them bastards. So you know, I guess he gets to sing about <laughs> yeah. it. All um, right, here we go. It goes on like that for uh, four and a half minutes. Wow. <laughs> Damn it. I feel like someone cut my chest like just a little bit with a knife. <laughs> and they're going to do more later and, you know. <laughs> well, as, as, as I mentioned in the department, like, I don't know if he realized, like, this, this isn't even parody anymore. This is just like a celebration of Hitler, right? right? He's telling historic, the historic kind of narrative of what Hitler did. I was going to say, did the school system adopt this later as a teaching tool? Like, yeah, could you could you imagine if someone thought they were they were as funny as Mel Brooks and they just kind of played this in the classroom as like a for a history of of Nazi Germany in four minutes? Who could argue? They're acting it out. By the way, speaking of acting it out, if you look at the the video, um, I'll tell you real quick. This is from a movie called To Be or Not to Be, nineteen eighty three, that Mel Brooks did. It's a, it's a remake of Own Nothing, a 1942 movie about Nazis. <laughs> and yeah. and, uh, and so he and his wife, Anne Bancroft, did a remake of this. And uh, this is a, a musical sequence where Mel Brooks is, of course, dressed up as Hitler, narrating the song. And he's got these kind of sexy dancers, um, you know, doing the backup vocals and stuff. So... I remember seeing this movie and I don't remember this. Wasn't it a period movie? Why would, how were they rapping? Yeah, it's, it's, I think it just took place during World War II. Oh. 
I never heard of this. <laughs> That's ever. a good answer. I never heard of this movie ever. <laughs> I, I think they're remaking History of the World Part Two, aren't they? Right yeah, now, it's a TV series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's not going to end well. <laughs> what about this one? Why don't they get on the To Be or Not to Be? Come on. <laughs> Nazis are hilarious in this culture right now. It's hilarious. My answer to that question is not. <laughs> nice. But, thank you. But uh, <laughs> speaking of History of the World, now that was like two years before this, and there was a, a song. One of the catchphrases of History of the World the movie was mm-hmm. it's good to be the king right yeah i've seen it and he did a song that sounds exactly like this it's good to be the king that's right Do-do-do-do. and and it's the girls singing in the background the same beat it might even be the same track <laughs> that he rapped over but uh it's that was sort of a novelty because mel brooks was rapping right this to me is like well let's just listen to it a little more i mean i don't know how much how far we can get into this and just tolerate it but it's <laughs> it's just I'll, i want to i have a little timeline for you that we'll go through in a minute here we go it's about the conquest of Europe. <laughs> That's First, there was the Blitzkrieg in Poland. <laughs> See, a tiger tank is a... <laughs> the problem was the Russian winter. Always discounted. It turns to mud, that, that snow. Damn it. All right, here we go. All those mothers in the fatherland. I said, oh, too, baby, I got me a plan. Does anyone think this almost sounds like, um, like the Wham stuff? Like, shut up, bitch. He's a friend of mine. I'll tell you. You, you, shut, you shut your mouth, George. You shut your fucking mouth, White. <laughs> Sleep the snots on an HP bed. <laughs> fucking wham, glorious. I mean, this is like the typical, though, like, it's like the white guy trying to do this. Like, my name yeah. is Mel, and I'm here to, to say, say it's yeah. that typical yeah. thing, you know. How come he didn't say right. my name is Hitler, and I'm here to say? That's right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this reminds me of Wake Me Up Before You Blitzkrieg. Nice. <laughs> I was saying earlier, this make this song makes me furious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we yeah. go. <laughs> All right, come on. We haven't even got to the chorus yet. All right, here we go. <laughs> you can hear it. Oh my gosh! And and, uh, and these, uh, you know, these, these poor backup singers. Have to, like, I was going back through our just popped into my head some of our other torture songs. We had like you, the "You Look Marvelous" girls, and the "She's oh, Having My Baby." You know, sounds uh, just like "You Look Marvelous." Yeah, right. And then the heartbeat girls. Remember the ones he that he makes walk back and forth in the video. <laughs> oh, right, We're doing that right in front of him. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. fuck, just for a fucking gig, and then these girls have to sing about you know the fatherland and shit. It's just such a bummer. <laughs> they have to do things like this. They have to do gigs like this and get paid <laughs> shit wages. Then, if they're lucky, they get to go out on the road. But uh oh, it's the early '80s, and they get fucking harassed by fucking the road crew, fucking <laughs> right. everybody. In they Milwaukee. can't. Yeah, and they, and they don't have any friends like god forbid that you know if there's only one of them god what a nightmare that's uh. so awful <laughs> Jeez. well i picture them getting the lyrics and like what so what we're singing what this is a what are the verses hold on <laughs> what have we got ourselves into oh <laughs> this whole thing about hitler <laughs> this thing about hitler <laughs> all right here we go oh and by the way that's his big line uh, that that line is from the uh, Springtime for Hitler musical from the producers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't be don't stupid, be, be a smarty. Be a smarty, come and join the, the Nazi party. party. Yeah, 
but now in a disco context. <laughs> <laughs> well, in any set, in any setting, it sounds like a good time. <laughs> <laughs> it's generational fun. Sure. All right, here we go. It just goes on like that. I mean, it's just I, I don't I don't know if I can take much more of it. And it, we're two minutes in. We've got another two and a half minutes left. That's absurd that there's a, we're only halfway through. I know. I, I'm just so uh, seeing so many great things here. I, I come on. I have to hear um, Gobels and Goring, Mister Fats. I got to hear that. Gotta I know exactly that. what it's going to sound like, though, George. I do too. I still want to hear it. I have a pretty good idea. All right, let's get to that. That's in this verse, right? Yeah. Okay. German Boogaloo. <laughs> this song is longer than World War II. <laughs> and more devastating. There you I feel go. like we just like went through and made a list of all of like the terminologies from the Nazi party. And we're like, we got to fit all of these into this song. <laughs> Sounds like he did, he got pretty close. It's really, yeah, it's quite in depth. <laughs> like, well, well, Aaron, you do a much better job being inspired by our idiocy than Mel did being inspired <laughs> by World War II. And Nazis. <laughs> and Nazis oh in gosh. a song. And a helpful song. Take a like, look at Mr. Uh, maybe I'm old fashioned, but if it's old fashioned, like Mr. Uh, 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 Benny Goodman, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gary Cooper, Mr. Jimmy Stewart, heroes. The thing is, like, did this, did this song like even age well after like a year after it was made? Like, that's it's so bad now, but like, when would this yeah. ever have been like, let's just we asked play that this. a lot, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a lot when this, was this like leaving the studio like this is not this is already done this is <laughs> well th this is a good time to play this for you guys now we all know you know aaron Britt said earlier like wait who's who's allowed to say this <laughs> and it's mel yeah. brooks is the one guy yeah. but yeah. listen to this uh, you guys have probably seen the the jiminy glick interviewing mel brooks mm -hmm. yes and yeah. And the, what I love about this is that Jiminy kind of said this and it made Mel laugh. But the great thing about what Martin Short does with Jiminy Glick is there's a little kernel of truth under, in yeah, it. Yeah. So listen to yeah, what, yeah. what he's this, – this little quick exchange that, you know, in a, in a larger interview. But in, this is the little chunk I wanted you guys to hear exactly about this song. What's, what's your big beef with the Nazis? <laughs> what's my big beef? Yes, it seems like you're always What's knocking. What's my big beef? Everything with the Nazis? you're always knocking the Nazis. Oh, let's. It's this time for Mel Brooks to knock the Nazis. It seems. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think they're rude. I guess. So I Mel guess. has a good comeback. I think yeah. they're rude. But but him just saying, "Oh, it's time for Mel Brooks to knock the Nazis again." <laughs> he took the Nazis and ran with it. <laughs> so the the truth in there to me is just, because listen to this timeline, you guys. Okay. Now, Mel Brooks started his career working for Sid Caesar as a writer, 
And one of the sketches he did was Sid Caesar dressed up as a German general, barking Germanic orders at his underling, not unlike Hitler, okay? Fast forward to Get Smart, there's a scene where Don Adams, as Maxwell Smart, is dressed up as, oh no one, Adolf Hitler. (laughs) Then the next thing we get to is the producers, Mel Brooks, Mm -hmm. which he wrote and directed. And uh, that's very famous for having springtime for Hitler, of course. And then in Blazing Saddles, Lily von Stipp's dancers were German soldiers. Uh, plus, at the end uh, of the movie, when chaos breaks out at the at the uh, movie studio and on Hitler Olive is, Avenue, <laughs> yeah, and and yeah, Hitler right. is is eating at the commissary. A guy playing Hitler, you know, mm-hmm. Young Frankenstein. If you guys remember Inspector Kemp, mm-hmm. yep, he was right. very Germanic. And then Mel made an appearance in his friend Barry Levinson's 1978 sketch show called Peeping Times. He played guess who Adolf Hitler. History of the World has a little sequence at the end, Hitler on Ice, and then, which leads us to 1983, To Be or Not To Be, which is this video. The other Hitler stuff after this, I didn't really look into, but I'm assuming there's half a dozen more. So, I, 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 I want people to know that I can have different thoughts in my head at the same time. I love Mel Brooks, I hate Hitler, but I think this is so fucking lame. This, yeah. I, 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 at one point, it just stopped, as, as you just said... Like, the engineers in the studio when this re- was being recorded were probably rolling their eyes going, like what Jiminy Glick said, oh, here comes Mel Brooks with the Nazis Take again. Take my name off this record, please. <laughs> it's anonymous work. Don't even pay me. It's fine. <laughs> so I, this is when I, when I heard this. In fact, I was reading Mel's uh, memoir, which is really good. And he got, he got to a point where he's talking about this movie, To Be or Not To Be. And then he gets, gets to a point where he goes... And I did this great little song called the Hitler rap. And I went, oh, boy. <laughs> great <laughs> Here in loathing. Yeah. It, it, Damon immediately hops online and pulls this one out for a, for a torture. So they, I don't know if we need to hear any more of this, you guys. You guys kind of get the point of yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> Hitler rap. Aaron gets it. So does Aaron. When, yeah. When, <laughs> I'll let you know which one is which. Yeah. When, when, when you said all this, when you said all the history there, I uh, I pictured that there's a um like a storage facility in Glendale. It's you know it says you know Mel Brooks and the Miss Mel Brooks's storage facility, and there's just a Hitler section of costumes, just <laughs> right. all there's a, and it's just Hitler, and there's a box like a wardrobe box. And is that right <laughs> next to your your other recording studio, George? <laughs> the storage facility. Right. I'm going be in a closet. Exactly in a closet. There's a Hitler section of Mel's uh, of Mel's storage facility, and it has you know it has all hats and mustaches and all sorts of stuff. Different colored you uniforms from the storage closet. So let me see if there's any other little factoids about this. Um, I got oh yeah, this song was written obviously by Mel and a guess what a professional songwriter named Pete Wingfield. He has you know he has some pretty impressive credits to his to, on his resume but the the one song i thought was funny that he actually performed and had a hit with and if you guys remember that song a guy singing in a falsetto uh it's it's called 18 with a bullet oh yeah i got my oh, yeah, finger yeah. on trigger i'm going yeah. to pull it yeah right right <laughs> that was pete wingfield wow the co-writer right. of the hitler rap <laughs> i was hoping you were going to say something like pat Metheny. <laughs> do, do, do you think he like he got he got the phone call and he didn't know what it was and he, he tells, tells his wife like oh my god i got a phone call i'm gonna work with mel brooks i'm just so excited he's so funny i i, I what do you think we're gonna do i don't know so mel what are we working on uh-huh oh um huh <laughs> yeah his wife goes i work on a hitler song <laughs> <laughs> my wife is jewish i thought so, that's where um, you were gonna go george <laughs> yeah <laughs> Probably another fucking Nazi song. <laughs> Don't bother showing up, honey. <laughs> oh, 
boy. Wow. So I think that's all I have on to be or not to be the Hitler rap. Oh, there. Oh, this, so you guys know this isn't just some stupid novelty song. This was a goddamn hit all across Europe during the eighties <laughs> when the, the wall was up. When wow. the song when the song came out, it was a big dance hit. It might have even been like a top ten kind of hit. And I'm like, could you imagine dancing in a nightclub to this song? And I think you, the line gets totally fucking blurred. Where where it's not even like. We're not. No one's dancing ironically to this. They're right. actually learning the lyrics and rapping along yeah. with Mel in it and stuff. It's just weird. The whole thing is just just bizarre to me. That's my problem with the conceit to begin with. I think is that if you asked Mel, I would guess he would probably be like because the guy is a fucking antichrist. Paint him as a goofy clown, which is like is his right, and he's done an amazing job of it. It makes me edgy because I, I, we can't come out. We can't clown him out like we talked about. Idi Amin, Donald Trump. <laughs> when people call him a clown, that's the first thing they call them. And so, so it's it's a weird thing to me, but like he fought in the war, dude. Dude can do whatever the fuck he wants, you know? Uh and it's fucking Mel. That you're exactly right, because what he says has said over the years is like that's that's the only way you can right. kind of fight it's against so disgusting. Him. And, and yeah. what he did and, and his memory is is to make him look ridiculous. Right. And the first half dozen times Mel Brooks did that. It was probably <laughs> probably right. uh, worked. After that, you just start. You end up like the guy from uh, Spinal Tap <laughs> sitting in the front row Thumbs listening down. to Jazz Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, so uh, you can't have a good episode of Ear and Loathing without some good good hot Nazi talk. No, <laughs> this this podcast is going to get flagged. By the way, this is like we've been saying the word Nazi so many times on this podcast. The algorithm's just going to be like, "Oh my god!" Hey, why, why are these why are these combat boots on? I'm not getting combat boots on my. Uh, but they'll my really feet be here. confused I'm, because they also boots. go. There's fucking it's fucking nipple deep and fucking here Fuhrer and fucking uh, Pat Metheny talk. I, that's right. I don't know if I'm coming or going with this cast. Oh wait, you guys! Someone's at the door. Oh, it's oh, the Department it? of Homeland Security. Hi. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it down. No problem. <laughs> I have rights. Hey, ow! <laughs> All right. Speaking of the government, um, we're going to go ahead and keep following the the alphabet that the government wants you to follow, and that means Foxy George mm. is up next with his torture song for my man Aaron Shows. <laughs> All right. Well, um, usually, as usual, the Getmos are kind of on the same page without even talking. We're just connected. Oh, great. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Sweet rap. So, guys, you know, down in uh, down in uh, Kennesaw, Georgia, you know, Cobb County, um, that's uh, that's Jackal HQ, in case you don't know. God damn it. <laughs> and um, it's probably somewhere down around where, you know, Clem's kinfolk live. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, and that's the uh, so there's a there's a well there's a, a water well at the at the Dupree compound down there in Kennesaw, <laughs> and that well is fed by a glorious spring a clear mountain spring and it's full of great ideas and whiskey and hot sauce and <laughs> sensationalism well yeah uh-huh. it's disgusting well, yeah that's no not well. down there it's not sensationalism it's full How of sexism how could the water be pure and clean if there's also Tabasco sauce in? you aren't from the south you don't get it Shaws right. gets taken. it point taken <laughs> All right, I get it. I had that coming. I had that coming. (laughs) Anyway, this well is full of lots of great ideas and sensationalism and sexism. And and now, you know what it's full of, fellas? It's full of answers. It's full of answers to some of society's worst problems that have plagued us, like racism 
<laughs> and this wow. song is from 2010, and so maybe this is the same well that you know Brad Paisley and LL Cool J drank from three years later. <laughs> the well we save for the village with, idiot with uh, <laughs> with the accidental racist. So um, with that, I'm going to give you a, turn it over to uh, to um, to Jackal featuring Daryl McDaniel's AKA DMC of Run DMC, and a little tune that is called. Just like a Negro. Enjoy it. Oh, my God. He's not lying. <laughs> we are going to get ripped off fucking yeah. the, the, the World Wide Web. Yeah. Of all the ways to make your dad proud. This is a commercial. <laughs> George's dad is proud right now. <laughs> That's my boy. This song does have an interesting story, so let's... <laughs> is he saying Gronk? No. <laughs> so, and George was kind enough to send over the music video if you want to watch this. I'll look up the lyrics. I'm just gonna Okay. Yeah. This is huh. okay. Yeah. So the, it's it's a it's a live performance and they're on this on a sound stage, it looks like, and and he's doing the heavy metal horn. Hey Aaron, you're gonna want to delete your browsing history when you say <laughs> this is session. Just, like it heard the words Alabama and it was like Rapula, so we're like, oh great. Oh great. <laughs> Now we're just filling it right in for him, aren't White we? supremacy. And yeah, this is really grinning, going really well. All uh, right. All right. <laughs> Here we go. I'm so sorry, everybody. I'm so sorry. <laughs> all right. Sounds like Gronk. We're off to a good start. Do they yeah. say that? Do they say that? Do they say, huh? All right. They're saying, huh. They're saying, huh. They said, huh. I wish they were saying that instead of another word I'm about to hear. Let me say. <laughs> oh, man. All right, George, you want to fill us in on these lyrics? Yeah, so um, so I guess I'll, I guess I'll tell you the the story now because I was very confused by it. So, um, do you guys remember a a funk metal band from the seventies called Mother's Finest? Yes. Mm, yes. No. No. Okay. It, yeah, they were, but they were. Uh, they did were, you see the cover? Did you see the cover? <laughs> see what they wanted to do? I'm sure, it wasn't a glove. Did you see the album? Yes. Yes. Did you see the, the cover? No. Seen the cover. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they this is this is their song. This is a cover. Jess, Jesse and, and Run DMC are doing a cover of Mother's Finest song, which is called Like a Negro. And it mm. came out in nineteen ninety-two on a record called Black Radio Will Not Play This Record. And there they had been popular Mother's Finest had been real popular in the seventies, but it never found their place between metal and funk. And they opened for a lot of people. In fact, I think I might have seen them open for Kiss or maybe Ted Nugent. And they were really good. And But they could never find their, their place. And so in the 80s, they just sort of quit. And then 92, they came back to do – because that's when Living Color and the Red Hot Chili Peppers and everybody that sounded like them was popular. And so they did this song called Like a Wasn't Negro. That around, was that uh, um, Rodney King at that time? Were they – Coming out to be angry and yell at everybody. Right, yeah, 92 is, yeah, 91, 92 is Ronnie King, yeah. But so they- had a lot to say. And they made this, and but their song was much more, and that's the thing about this, the arrogance of it that's funny to me, is so their song was much more about, you know, not being able to find their way between the two genres. 
And that's why the whole album is called Black Radio Will Not Play This Record. Right. And so and it was more, it wasn't that it was funny, but it wasn't, um, it was kind of, it was fun. The song was sort of fun. And Jesse decided, and he's friends with the guys in Mother's Finest, apparently. And Mother's Finest, by the way, had black and white members and a really good singer named Joyce Baby Jean Kennedy who a lot of people are influenced by. But um, but Jesse decided that he would change the lyrics and do his own version. So this is the music from Mother's Finest. But these are Jesse's new lyrics, sort of uh, bridging the races, which the original song did not do. It's like thought, literal, literal white appropriation, but yes. change the lyrics. The but no, song. but see, it's okay because DMC's with him. Just oh, like Hello right. Cool J's with Brad, so it's okay. That was Brad Paisley's yes, right. move. It's yeah, okay. but, what, what, but whatever <laughs> Daryl is bringing, uh, Dick Fuck is ripping away. Right. Yeah, right. Jesse with, is with his participation. I just, I just yeah. found it hilarious because you see the video there, the whole idea of the video, and I guess Jesse's heart's in the right place where he's trying to say that we should all come together in the music and Jimi Hendrix and Robert Johnson and, you know, started this and we should, we should, we should respect that. And come together. That's his message in this song. <laughs> As you started explaining it, George, there was yeah. a there's a shot in the video of black and white of a guy meant to look like Robert Johnson, kind of playing in a dark room. Right. Yes. I, I just found it hilarious that he decided to change the lyrics of of the song. <laughs> I feel like the phrase "your heart is in the right place" should be said to him. <laughs> Prior to them actually going into the studio and recording this, like his wife or someone should just sit him down and go, look, Jesse, I know your heart's in the right place, but I don't still don't think this. Why are we having to like after the fact explain that? that well, because he, he seems like a fucking moron after all these songs we're hearing from Jackal. Hey, George, did he always take his pants off or something? <laughs> Wasn't that part of his routine? I don't. I didn't I know that. I know the chainsaw. And of it's course, too bad the, his pants were in the wrong place. What, what, well, and I and I and I uh, and, and like he was nude. He was nude in a program, nude. wasn't he? And, 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 <laughs> I, mean, I I I just I what what Damon said about the the now classic "She Loves My Cock." I yeah. think that I think that for this, I mean, I think Jesse's positioning himself of, of I'm trying to do this, but I think he just wants to have the controversy of the song with with the word Negro in it. I think what he really wants. <laughs> And yeah, so, so yeah. people will talk about it and, you know, deride yeah. it on their podcast after a Nazi song. You're right. Yeah. That was our takeaway from, from She Loves My Cock is like, he's just, they, they don't mean this or any, it's just, they were just trying to come up with some way to, to create some sort of buzz about the song. They were all, all right. a buzz. All right. We'll see if you hate this one. So let it play some more. <laughs> I can probably make that assessment <laughs> I can answer now. you now if you like. Yeah. <laughs> well, we should hear some more of this. So, you know. All right. Yeah, of course. Keep an open yeah. mind. Yeah, please. Come on, guys. Let's, let's have a... Let's have a <laughs> thank you. Aaron Schaub's at least encouraging some yeah. you know, yeah. adult Hear discussion here. We're very progressive here. <laughs> Aaron, is, Aaron is a is a patron of the artists and, uh, and, and all art created by said artists. Right. <laughs> he got a call from Jackal to do an orchestral version of this. That's right. So they got to um, do a podcast first, and then I'll be out there. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, George, can you tell me the lyrics so far, please, and kind of oh. keep us updated on those? Uh, sure. Let me uh, let me find them. I didn't. Uh, I'm probably going to regret this, but all right. Yeah, I go. do really want to know them. I mean, I, I, you, you can understand them pretty well, can't you? I'd I mean, there's <laughs> no like the the A B of the original lyrics to the new ones, but I'm sure that would just be a bridge too far for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the other one, the other ones, the other ones, much more. Like I said, it's it's the original is more of them complaining that they're that they're between two things. Mm-hmm. 
and that's all it is. It's not. It's there's not anything particularly racial about it, other than they're two between two. Yeah, that's so funny, George. Is that like he didn't? They're not saying, "Hey, everybody should fucking be together and be as one." They're saying, "You know what's fucked up is that because yeah. we have yes, we have right. various interests, we're gonna get we're gonna get dicked by our quote unquote cultural radio stations. Like they won't be down with us, despite the fact that they should be because we care and we're." artists why wouldn't you want to support your community and then asshead <laughs> just does it for like for some weird reason because it's not like you're saying i'm doing a commodore song so that people are going to be turned on by the notion you're doing right. the, uh, fucking those dudes and then cha- then taking away all of their intention right exactly yeah that's what i love would have been this. funny to do it exactly the same yes the, right. the same Yes, and theirs didn't have, have any rapping balls. in it. D- D- Daryl, ad- DMC added rapping to this. There wasn't any in the in the original. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. So fucking stupid. Uh, so I'm going to listen listen a little longer unless you have some lyrics for me. No, go ahead. I'll I'll nope. lift them up while you're doing this. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Is the original song better than this? Uh, yes, it is. Because this sucks. <laughs> Pac-Man <laughs> Fever is better than this. <laughs> Joyce Baby Jean Kennedy was a really good singer that everybody liked a lot and was really yeah, I, had a yeah. soul, soulful voice and was the voice of the band and it makes it, it, it and it was just better. Yes, um, and it, Jesse James is kind of like, dude, we covered your song. I can just imagine Joyce was like after she heard it. Oh, thanks. No, they apparently they're all friends. They've been in, in fact that not not her, but the other guys have been in bands with Jesse, and they're all friends. And Daryl's and DMC's friends with them, and everybody likes Jesse. So I don't know. Maybe we're missing something. I guess <laughs> no, so. no, we're not. We're not. <laughs> so that pre-chorus uh, we just heard, uh, Damon is united. We became. Look around. It ain't the same. We won't allow your penetration. We're the music generation. Shut up. What's That's that? it. That's the free course. That's the free course. The music generation. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's the original lyrics or the... That's the, Je- those are Jesse's lyrics. Those are Jesse's so wait, lyrics. Did he rewrite the entire yes, song? Yes, the entire thing, yes. Oh, that's what I'm missing. I thought he just changed a few lines here and no, there. No, no, no. He rewrote the whole thing. It's just the music. Oh, then I, I concur with Aaron. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, that's what I had such a hard time with this because I saw it and I'm like, I'm like, I'm listening to it and I'm like... How is this a cover? And I listened to the original and I'm like, am I getting something wrong here? Like, what's going on? And then I had to go read an article that said, because who does that when they cover songs? I mean, I've have you ever heard anyone doing that? I mean, maybe a few lines here and there, or maybe changing from he to she if it's depending on the singer's uh, gender or like that, but or point of view. But well, like Gangsters pa- Paradise, that was, that was a what was that original Stevie Wonder song? Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. but not the lyric. I guess he, but the, the I guess they kept different. the hook. They kept yeah. the hook, and yeah. Right. But I mean, I've never heard anyone doing that with a cover song, like keeping the music. No, it's stupid, George. I wonder too. Uh, is that like as I, I don't want to ask this really because I know I'm going to be upset by George's response. But <laughs> is did they did old Jackal ever come down on the right side of any decision ever? <laughs> well, yeah, I, 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 I mean, like, and I don't want to just be a dick about it because, like, I'll, as a for instance, I don't care about fucking Dawkin, but there's a few songs <laughs> where, like, it's a fucking I'll find myself singing like Dream Warriors or, or something like yeah, that. Who doesn't? Yeah, right. just to amuse myself, and it'll be a cool hook. And fucking George Lynch is the shit. 
But what's going on with fucking, like, has Jackal ever come down on the right side of anything? I mean, you, you featured them in the act before, so like. Yes, we covered a song called Down On Me, yes. I refuse to believe that you actually like it, but. I, I, I did, I, I did like that song, and we, and we sounded good doing it, and it was, it was uh, ACDC sounding right. kind of song, so, you know. You can do ACDC. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, yeah, we, yeah, we have, and we do, yeah. So, like, so you like that song. Um yes. I, like, I, 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 there's no other songs from Jackal I've ever liked. The chainsaw thing is what they're is what they're most famous for. And I thought that was a little too honestly Jesus a little too Christ. good for this you know for this for this podcast. And I had to dig deeper, and that's where I right. found she loves my cock and just like a Negro. <laughs> is there a snowblower solo in this song? <laughs> there's not. No. Okay. Not. Let's check out. No. <laughs> Snow, snowblower. <laughs> Hear me out, man. I, I hooked up my snowboard to a Wawa pedal. <laughs> All right, here we go. We want to laugh your penetration. There's also scenes like it wasn't just the subtle, you know, Robert Johnson sitting on a stool playing guitar. Now they've got that same guy who's supposed to be Robert Johnson. To the beat of the song, grooving to the song, doing the Chuck Berry duck walk. Yes. Okay. It's, it's just... It, it's well, just, he's wow. a music pioneer, too. He's just trying to bring people together, Damon. Come on. <laughs> and yeah. who better than Jesse? We want... We need to hear this from Jesse. That's why he rewrote it. We need to hear it. We need to hear what he has to say about this. I think that Anson Williams had more cultural <laughs> impact <laughs> than Jesse Dupree. <laughs> okay. That's that's the one line he kept. Yes, that is, yes. Okay. I feel like he wanted to say it real bad. <laughs> you know he I mean? did. That's the whole point of this. He just wanted to say that. He he, he, he when he <sighs> talked about it when because uh because DMC they went everywhere with them doing this like for radio stations and stuff and talking about how I'm and Jesse are friends and they did it acoustic which boy you think this sounds bad wow <laughs> I like to imagine that they went everywhere they went to a lot of radio stations but they never made it out of the parking lot they kept probably saying yeah no uh, uh, Jimmy and the Worm will see you in a few <laughs> right after we do the weather you know what yeah. we're gonna bump you all right sorry. on to the next town sorry. But yeah, they. But yeah, he, they, he. His point was that he's he's from the south. He's perceived as this person that we all perceive him as, and that he wanted everyone to know that that's not how he was. And he became friends with with Daryl, and you know all that. So that that he had a point to doing this. But I think it was just so he could him and his band could shout just like a Negro. <laughs> Ugh, my God. Yeah, I'm looking at the comments underneath, and it's your it's your typical morons. This was the last concert I went to. You know, they're just all into it, and, and not even really. And I'm thinking, well, maybe we're uptight about this word this word being used and the sentiment being used because no one else seems to be caring at all about it in the comments. No, no, they did. He was slammed for this when they did it because it's 2010 when they did this. Yeah, because I'm like, no, it's fucking stupid. Well, it's a curated crowd, uh, Damon. I mean, you're, you're, who's going to casually listen to this but us idiots? <laughs> you know, like it's only going to be their fans. You're not going to come casually to it. I mean, I suppose 
DMC fans could arrive here or yeah, I don't some, know. It's, it's, it's weird when, 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 when uh, DMC talks about liking him and liking it, this sounds weird when he talks about it. <laughs> There's just no place for like a, a band to have a song like this with that title. Cause I mean, you, before you even hear the song, you're, you're like, what? I mean, with that, with that title alone, you know, you're not going right. to even like want to venture into the song at all. <laughs> it's not like Madonna with like a virgin and you're just gonna be like, Oh, this is the same thing. <laughs> like, it's not. <laughs> I <didn't think> that. <laughs> Oh, it's like it, like a virgin. No, that's what I'm saying. Then like it, it becomes a big hit, and then Weird Al is a parody of it or something. I don't know, but like a surgeon. Yeah, it's bad because you're also like you would hope that the 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 point of this, if if with what they told George is correct, then you you're relying on a brighter audience than I'd wager the jackal audience is. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> you know, getting into the minutia of this because like George is very bright. George likes one song and and is okay with making fun of them <laughs> otherwise. Whereas the people who are down with Jackal are probably down with Jackal and they're also have some issues, you know? <laughs> and well, also for me, if you, if you look at these lyrics and stuff, it would be one thing perhaps if this was good, maybe, but right. it's, it's all these typical lyrics of like, you know, we were busting down these doors and you know, it's all that kind of, you know, yeah. generation and it, they're not good. And then his rap, commits you know which we probably should get to that because i could not find the lyrics for that anywhere listed <laughs> and but, i feel like they wanted the energy of bring the noise right exactly uh but they did. that's a great fucking song and there is energy you can't just wanna it's you're not gonna have energy because you wanna right you know but we wanna well you don't have it <laughs> right and bring the noise was what in the eight is like 89 maybe yeah, When's bring, yeah. yeah i mean this is 2010 i mean this isn't that long ago. The band Jackal is working overtime to sell this. Like the drummer's like swinging his arms around, right. and and the, and the other guys are you know running up to Jesse and singing <laughs> in the microphone with him and everything. It's they're they're really you know pushing this hard. Like we believe in this message, but yeah. it's not working, fellas. It's called stagecraft, Damon. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on. We got to get to this rap. Yeah. See what I mean? Groove and we're bonded by all this bulls. Like, yeah. hey, let's all get together. You know, <laughs> I got to be honest. I don't know what the fuck he's saying. So unless you 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 know pinpoint a, a lyric that we need to hear, I'm looking at this this fake Jimi Hendrix. Now they have in the video. Well, all right, I, I don't need to read you these lyrics. You know what the lyrics are? Bonded by the backbeat, we have something to prove. United by the funky, you know, it's all that kind of stuff. The whole thing. This is so fucking contrived, just like the cock song. Give me a it break. It is, right. It is, yes. Give me a fucking break. This is more contrived. I didn't <laughs> yeah. think it was possible. Again, this is like the first song where they like sat down and like made a list of all the things that like, how is this music like? It's like, oh, we have the groove, the backbeat, the, the, right, like, the funkiness. Right. Yes. And like, what if it all in there just to make sure it sounds, you know. You know, I'm, a- I'm verging on angry. <laughs> Everybody else, you guys kind of PO'd, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we should come together. All the colors run together. In this okay. here washing machine, or washed in this machine. <laughs> wow. All right. What's the machine? That- <laughs> it's a nasty, funky scene, Aaron, which rhymes with machine. The music, the music business. Welcome, my 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 son. Welcome to the machine. <laughs> the washing the washing machine. <laughs> You'll hear it. Let it roll. Let it roll. <laughs> uh. 
I don't know if you guys care, but there's also a George Clinton. Now, I don't know. That might be the real George Clinton for all I know, but he looks like another fake kind of actor dressed up. Yeah. So I, I, I guess they're <laughs> they're touching on all of the uh, the icons that have that have helped Jackal become the geniuses that they are. Robert Johnson, Jimi Hendrix, George Clinton. You want to help him out? Put him in your fucking video. I, you know, I have a sneaking suspicion that at that time, George would have done it for, you know, a, a couple foul. Yeah, sure. A, a new pair of sunglasses. <laughs> All right. When is this fucking rap coming? We're two minutes in already. It's not even jackal adjacent. All right. Well, let's give it a minute. George, did you ever go see adjacent at the coconut teaser? <laughs> adjacent at the coconut teaser. Yeah, Len Fagan turned me onto them. <laughs> they opened for Helvetica. <laughs> I would. I, we, we don't even have to. I mean, I don't. The rap is somewhere after maybe this next chorus. I think. Yeah. Where it, right. It's not. It's not in these lyrics, but it, it, they, they commit. I'll say he commits the cardinal sin that Damon Pipitone hates, which he he mentions. Like he says, like Jacqueline DMC together. He selects that. Oh, right. <laughs> I pulled into the studio. Oh, my name is yes. <laughs> yes. Great parking yeah, in, space. In, 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 who everybody is. <laughs> so I wanted you to hear that part because I knew you would hate it. <laughs> okay, thank you. I'm not the one being tortured, FYI. But let's go. I know. <laughs> Yeah, there's a straight line from Robert Johnson through Jimi Hendrix and George Clinton right to Jackal. <laughs> yeah, well, by, by, by the way, that this line gets me because he says, sometimes I find myself acting just like right. a Negro. Yeah. That's what I keep seeing, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. And they harmonize that last part. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You're like, wow. Okay. Acting just like, yeah, it's like, whoa, really? <laughs> He's got a real dumb voice, too. Yeah, it's yeah, where it's a, there's like there doesn't doesn't do anything. It's it's weird because like Gary Sharon is Gary Sharon is very talented and a great singer, but when he gets into his voice, they are similar. These two voices, very compressed, where you can't right, really yeah, right. tell where things are going and what's different than the other because it just sounds like a one that there's not a melody inside of it. Whereas right. you know people who don't know any better would maybe say that about like I don't know other people, like Bon Scott, where Bon Scott has is all over the map and great and high and low and da 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 But like these, that kind of voice is in danger of being samey. And when you have nothing to say to. <laughs> right. And no, no personality like Bond has yeah. in his No, voice. exactly. Yeah. He doesn't right. have any. He has right. to sell hot sauce or whatever, you know? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> he has that wellspring I talked to you about. <laughs> Taking his pants off all the time. <laughs> all right. Okay. Here he comes. Here He's come. walking on here, the stage. Here he comes. Okay. He they had to identify him by his belt buckle. <laughs> yes, J, J, DMC or what does it say on it? Right. Yeah. DMC, I guess. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Here Got Vietnamese in there. I could not oh, find these. I tried and tried. I could not find in any lyric listing of this song what he's saying. Couldn't find it anywhere. Hmm. Maybe it's for good reason. 
<laughs> it may not be a real language. This could be the, the, the secret language that DMC said, uh, shared with his imaginary friend when he was a kid. Maybe. TMZ. <laughs> TMZ and DMC. <laughs> All right. Hey, how about this song, huh? <laughs> really breaking down barriers, huh, guys? <laughs> Maybe we should put it back up, huh? <laughs> Got him rocking in the streets and even overseas. Rocking boys, men, women, and young ladies. Fish Jesse and Jekyll and DMC. 20 See? years ago, I came to flow. Singing, here we go with Bo and Joe. Jesse and Jekyll jamming at a show. I can't rap. I can do what he's doing. Jesse better. and Jackley keep saying Jesse and Jackal. <laughs> yeah, I can't sing hard rock either, and I can I can do either of these jobs better than these guys. <laughs> Singing this song like Amy Crow. Daryl Max said to Jackal, you know I know. Get the tour bus, let's hit the road. Rock and roll is way for all people. And all that nonsense got to go. So I'm coming with the men show. Gonna let the beat go. Watch DMC for Let's go listen to the end of the Hitler rap. <laughs> Insta- instead, it's probably better than this. Wow, that's, that's a hard thing to say, but I think I've made my point anyway. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that is rough. I want them when they say like the wash here in this machine. I want them to like yell whirlpool. You know, just shout it out. Whirlpool mag tag, right? And then cut to a blinged out belt buckle that says whirlpool. <laughs> See, that's funny. That's the show. See, see, here's the show. They should have come to us. Uh, He's a rapper who uh, fixes washing machines. (laughs) This is a delicate cycle, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, each episode in a season is some like wash related. Honey Wait, thing. I just Permanent love this. Press. This is a, every episode has a name like that. Whites only. What the fuck? That's right. It goes there. Yeah. Yeah. You have yeah, to. We'll you go have there the, if you have the balls. Okay. What, what's the pitch? Okay. Do you guys? Jesse James Dupree is a singer in a, in, a, in a band called Jackal. He lives in Kennesaw, Georgia. His washing machine breaks. <laughs> a repairman comes to fix it. <laughs> Did you just say we should call this episode Colored Safe? <laughs> no, no, I said Colored Safe. <laughs> no, no. Is this next one called Ancient Chinese Secret? Wait a minute. Come on. Lord. <laughs> this is never going to air. This is never going to air. This is never going to air. The lost ear and loathing episode. Lot to do in the editing room. Why? Yeah. Well, because so far, here's the, here's the topics. Nazis, Negroes. Great. What do you got, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. So, any other little factoids for us, or did we explore that? Gem no, that's enough? that's enough. I think we yeah. don't really need to know much more than that. <laughs> I didn't think it was possible for me to hate Jackal anymore. That uh, yeah. Well, but then... it uh, turns out dreams do come true. Just, yeah. Well, and I want to say one other thing. <laughs> the other thing I want to say about this is that I that I don't I and I realized this just saw in my notes that the that they're also what bothers me is they're co opting. Because the whole thing when they did walk this way with Aerosmith was remember the whole thing was that there's they're both at rehearsal then Joe and and Steven start breaking through the wall they were breaking down the barriers between the two between the yeah. two genres back then right and that was a good idea and they covered walk this way and it was cool and it was the beginning of something and Rick Rubin produced it and there's co-opting that completely here and just wiping their ass with it yeah just completely saying we're breaking down barriers now too in 2010 no you're not. <laughs> God, I just I just remembered it's from 2010. I was thinking we were listening to it 
early '90s thing. No, oh, I know. That's what's shocking about it. It's almost it's almost as shocking as uh, as the accidental racist. It's like who would do yeah. that this late in history? I, I don't. What... Yeah, Brett Paisley and and LL saw this and and decided yeah. it was a good idea to keep this story going. Yeah, it came from the same well. Uh, with, yeah. with the hot sauce. With the hot sauce. The bourbon. <laughs> All right. Well, that was okay. that was a. Uh, a crime against humanity. So yes, what, do, what do we have, Aaron? Would you like to talk this one up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I would say that uh, this is uh, the second in what I'm sure will be a series of Aaron can't understand Mac Davis. <laughs> All right. I love this. I love Mac Davis. All right. <laughs> and so, um, and before we, can even, before we even start, I will say, What's funny about this to me, it was, there's a number of things that are absolutely hilarious to me, but it's, and I need to say this up top because the hook breaks right into it. Now, this song is very likely the only time in Western music where the writer rips off the stones and the musical Godspell in the same song. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> so, so let's get into it. And like, when you when you start to realize, hey man, this is a kind of a good hook. You go, okay, that's that's uh, satisfaction. When you go, oh, but this part's kind of cool. Yeah, well, that's Day by Day from Godspell. <laughs> was already a good song, and Mac is beautiful at taking. And this is coming from a real taker. I take, I borrow, and I am influenced, and I wear it on my sleeve. And so I kind of am giving it up to him for having this sack to do it so obviously though. Uh, and 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 so th- this this here, here please it don't is, say man. this is a song about Native Americans, by the way. This is this <laughs> no. is the next <laughs> checking no, all the boxes. Just... You're trying to get me to choose between all these things, and it's like I can't. <laughs> What's no, the worst of all a, of these things? He's just a real heel, uh, Aaron. So that's that's as bad as I can this say. This land about is that. your land. Is this going to go to Woody Guthrie? <laughs> So let's listen to Mac Davis. Trail of Tears. Uh, yeah, again, the reluctant, right. lo- the reluctant Lothario oh. <laughs> strikes again. This isn't anti-trans, is it? <laughs> I don't know. I, you know that he would have been. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right. So here we go. That, that's, uh, that's your talk up. Should we, should we hit this bad boy? Yeah. The reluctant coxman. <laughs> McCaniel McCaniel Davis. <laughs> McCaniel. <laughs> That's Clem Clemson's brother, (laughs) McCaniel Clemson. We just called him Mac. All right, here we go. Oh, my God. Was there an interview with him where he said, yeah, I called the Stones and... That is satisfaction. No, no. Because the other one that does that, they kind of disguise it as that Buffalo Springfield song. Yeah. But this is just, that's a sort of like reminiscent. This one is exactly the riff. (laughs) I was going to say, did did anyone in the writing session go, okay, what are you really going to (laughs) play? Okay, that's the idea, but what are you going to play, though? (laughs) The last Mac Davis song we did, he ripped off two real big hitters as well. Namely, biggest one was the Righteous Brother, You Lost lost This Love and Feeling, That Love and Feeling. And so, like, so he's he's really leaning into it. And as we as we got last time, his lyrics are are nuts. Um, and here he is. And like, you wonder what why why seventies women uh, 
eventually just said fuck off <laughs> to, to everyone yeah. if you like because the way mac describes you for having the temerity of wanting to make it with mac <laughs> here's what here's what he says to you and he passes it off as being loving and it is the opposite of all that you can smell the intention he's feminist number one correct should we reveal the name of the song or wait till it comes around one hell of a woman <laughs> So this is Mac assessing you and deciding that you're one hell of a woman, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would I guess it's safe to say Mac was satisfied. <laughs> he got plenty of satisfaction from you. Indeed he did. So much so. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> That's a Tom Jones song, too. Yep. <laughs> you didn't even mention that one. And he is Tom Jones. He's the American Tom Jones. <laughs> yeah. It's the same yeah. hair and the same pants and yeah. uh, chest hair and everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She's a baby. She's a witch. She's, she's a witch? Yep. It's she's a woman. She's a baby. She's a witch. She's a lady. <laughs> Fuck off. What's that in the sky? He's a woman. It's a lady. It's a baby. <laughs> He's a lady. She's a free and gentle spirit. She can be what she wants to be. And if she wants to be with me tonight. She'll be lucky if she gets to be with him tonight. Mm. Okay. So like, so what we've learned from Max so far, what we've, what he's confirmed with us is that again, he's like, he wants to call her a slut. (laughs) An an annoying slut is what he wants to call her. But instead he says, she's a woman. By that, I mean, she's a baby, a witch, a lady, a free and gentle spirit, which we all know what that means. And then she can be what she wants to be. And if she wants to be with me, well, that's all right. And again, that's a lot like Mac to say, well, I, you know, if she wants to, all right. Yeah, you know, I'm Mac Davis. I mean, it's going to be <laughs> guess, someone. You know, it's going to be someone tonight. <laughs> a well witch, a baby, a lady. I don't know, but someone. I, I truly don't want to be. I truly don't want to be with you. So, yeah. So here here he comes with uh, with some more boogie for you. And the uh, the Godspell ripoff yes. uh, uh, is sneaking up on us. I can all feel right. it. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Yeah, tame. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Everything I hate about the 70s is in this man. It is. is. It's so typical. You're right. Uh, Young, strong, and tame as opposed to what? Old, weak, and lame? (laughs) (laughs) Bingo. There's a song. There's a song, right, yeah. (laughs) Oh, by the way, this is the second album of Max released in 1974. You did two a year back then. You're right. Yeah. yeah so he yeah, was he yeah. was in a rush to get out, like the same rush he was to get you out of his bedroom. He was also <laughs> interested in getting out of his record contract. <laughs> oh man! So we're in the middle of the Godspell part, and like it is, it's the same. It's the same. Exactly the same. Yes. It's yeah. the same. Yeah. But ta- to me, the word tame, like. I don't know what are there's like hundreds of thousands of words in the English language. He could have picked any other word than tame. What does tame yeah. have to do with anything? 
I don't know. I think I was thinking about that too, Damien. I'm glad you brought that word up. Is that to me? That's one. Just to me, that's a, that's Max saying, "I screwed you so great that the fire that you came in here with is now tame." And yeah, I've extinguished right. it. You're not like a witch now, anymore. Navi- after yeah, yeah. you gotta I look at navigate. my dong. <laughs> <laughs> I threw ropes on your fire. <laughs> yeah, your witch fire. Reluctantly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, this is uh... so he's he's a plagiarist. Uh, he's he's a selfish lover. He's he's, he's a misogynist. Yep. Uh, and he's a, he's a '70s man. You're a selfish lover, Mac. But I don't care. You're just that good. You're a bastard. <laughs> You're a bastard. Slap and then come here and do me again. <laughs> Just run off to your friends, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Come back. I'm sorry. I hope he calls me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go, Mac. When she loves me Like a gentle kitten in my hand She makes me feel Like a hill of a man All right. Now, there's she a, feels a like a, a, a little kitten in my hand. And and makes me feel like a man. So, like, the smaller and weaker you are, oh, right, yeah. the better, because it's the only way that he's going to feel any kind of validation from the experience. So, screw getting off with you. Screw maybe meeting you and liking you and enjoying you and, and making this a frequent thing. Forget that. I just want to have some sort of power, <laughs> some sort of agency, and make you you small and yeah. lose that fire. And then I be, then I consider this a big win. That's he steals Mac. that fire from her, really. He's like a fucking vampire. <laughs> he is. <laughs> yeah. And after I bone you, I put you in a sack and throw you in a river. <laughs> yeah, that was the that was a working second I drown you verse. like a kitten in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> what rhymes with bag? <laughs> Come on, Mac. And, and, and like you were saying before, Aaron, about him, all the, it, it, in the end, it's always about Mac. Yeah. Everything's yeah. about him. Yeah. Because he's a man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and here's the other thing is that, like, men and women love celebrity. And a lot of real bad sex was had with celebrities, one imagines, but people kept coming back for more because the celebrity, people who care about that kind of thing are validated, feel validation from boning the celebrity. So he's got no reason to build his skill set up. <laughs> no, no. Do no. anything well. And people will just keep coming back. So no wonder he's reluctant. You know what I mean? She's warm and tender. I thought she was tame. She'll receive. <laughs> she was. <laughs> she was. She got a hold of that dong, and now she. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's talking about a new chick that he has to still, still has yet to Verse tame. Verse two, chick two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, I didn't think of that. That's a good point. Oh, this is Gloria. <laughs> oh, you're not the tame one, are you? <laughs> Linda, wait in the car. <laughs> All right. And she'll surrender. This yeah. is really bad. Yeah, she'll that's res- a really bad line. She'll resist, then she'll surrender. That's yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you knew what you were getting into uh, when yeah, you signed I up know, for this. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, She's a free and gentle spirit. She can be 
let's this, was this a hit? Yeah, yeah. It was uh it didn't uh it didn't get into the country charts, but it was on the pop charts in 1974. It did really well. It's no watching Joey Grow or whatever. Watching Scotty Grow. <laughs> I mean, that guy wrote a lot of fucking hits, man. There's no two ways about it. And, you know, it's good enough for the king, good enough for everyone. But it uh, doesn't mean that all the other stuff about Mac isn't true. You know, my perception of him is is anyways, you know. What do you mean good enough for the king? Did he write something for Elvis? Yeah, yeah. He wrote oh. a couple of songs for the oh, king. He wrote that. fucking in the ghetto, I think, didn't he? Oh, I didn't know that. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. And that's a great song. Uh, I mean, it's, he's not—he's not an incapable man. I think that he just doesn't care. Is my impression of him? You know, it's like when he had just when he has to turn it on, he could probably make it work. You know, he was uh, maybe he was getting ready to shoot North Dallas Forty. It's what <laughs> <laughs> he was hooked on downers. <laughs> hooked on downers. Nick Nolte got him hooked on downers. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Nolte. George, I don't know if this was in your research, but didn't Jackal do a cover of In the Ghetto? <laughs> Change the lyrics. Not that I found. Change I think the they lyrics. change the lyrics to it. Want to give it more of a more of a southern feel. We're just going to call it in San Marino. <laughs> All right. Oh man. She's one. So I love this. I love this. What happens there? I love when this happens, but of course it's, it doesn't belong to him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Like yeah. I every time I react to it, I go, "Oh yeah, fuck." <laughs> Do it! Oh, that's Godspell, right? (laughs) Godspell. (laughs) And I never thought I'd be like a Godspell guy. I'm not. It's a corny ass (laughs) musical. But I know Day by Day. You know, I know that song, and and it's like it's it's rude what he's doing with that (laughs) by copying it so so deeply. You know, and it was real close because so satisfaction at least was almost a decade prior to this was seventy. Four, I want to say, yeah, and satisfaction was 65. And Godspell was only 72 or like 71, 72, I think. Yeah, there was already a touring party, there was already, and and day by day was already the single off of that record, which enabled it to be. I mean, it was big, it was a fucking big record, huge in a pop yeah. kind of way, yeah, you know, fucking hell. You didn't have to just be a theater nerd, you know, people knew in the same way that back in the day, people knew, you know, I don't know on Broadway and all those other songs that were show-based. Anything from Chorus Line. <laughs> yeah. All right, right, well, we got another, like, less than a minute of this bad boy. Here we go. Let's listen to him. Let's listen to him ripping off. Right. Ripping yeah, off the band. Where, where's the rap sure. section of this song? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's DMC in this. <laughs> all right. Young, strong, Hell of a man. This song really sucks. It, it, well, yeah. also, it's just all over the place, right? Yeah. I mean, musically and everything, it's just, they never go back to the beginning. She's a woman, she's a baby. He never goes back to that part ever again. He's a, she's a witch, and then she's tame, and then she's, then she can <laughs> be what she wants. Ideas. Yeah. She can be what she <laughs> wants, interesting. but. It's not interesting, sorry. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> My guess is that because he goes back and forth, she's of this, she's of that, he probably gave himself enough of a uh, pat on the back saying, hey, you did some work today, Mac. You know, you didn't just say she was one way all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you considered the depth of this woman. <laughs> but that's how little he cares. I just don't. I, you're looking at a man who doesn't give a shit yeah. when you look at him. There's something in it where you feel like, oh, that's true. 
That is a true thing <laughs> Mac is telling us right now. <laughs> this is a diary yeah. entry. This this is a real human <laughs> <You know>? experience. <laughs> we are we are having he is he is having a breakthrough. His soul is talking to my soul. <laughs> he opens up his notebook, you know, lyrics, and this is like <laughs> his sweet moleskin <laughs> that he got down on Melrose. <laughs> Uh, oh, all right. So it's just going to go out like that, right? I mean, how much yeah, more is yeah, yeah. It's a 70s song. Yeah, it's going to repeat. It's a great fucking song. Yeah. It ain't his. I disagree. <laughs> I think the song sucks on top to bottom. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. So like, so there you have it. Like what I, what I like about it is it's the, I feel that when I listen to certain Mac songs that you're looking into the mirror that he thinks he's putting on an act, but the true, the truth is in there sort of like in a Dorian Gray kind of way, the true ugliness <laughs> shows up there. And uh, so that's that's Max. So those other songs are about the grossness of of the, of the human experience. And, and this is too. <laughs> and this is too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and from a musical kleptomaniac, Mac Davis. And it's, it's a pleasant melody. It's not his, but it, it's it's about it's it's, it's horrible. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a three way tie between Nazism, racism, and Mac Davis. Yeah, what should it be? Nazis, Negroes, or misogyny? <laughs> the choice is yours, Aaron. Right. The choice is yours, Aaron. Jones. All right. So yeah, but now we have a decision to make. You've heard uh, "To Be or Not to Be" the Hitler rap by Mel Brooks. Yep. You have heard "To Be or Not to Be a Negro." By, just like a negro just like a, just yeah. like a negro by by uh jackal jackal and then we have one hell of a woman by mac davis <laughs> my man aaron chows tell us what you think and right. let's hear your thought process <laughs> you don't want to just, just vomit um, chows just turn and vomit into a bucket right now just do it here's my thought process we start by saying something positive first we gotta find a, a nice space um uh so okay with with the first one with Mel Brooks redeeming qualities of that song <laughs> i thought it had a cool like old school rap beat to it like they, like the old like 80s hip hop which sure, is cool yeah. i like production that. was nice i like that yeah so that that was a cool thing it's just the content obviously with all these songs that's the content um so that one isn't the worst one cuz there's a redeeming quality to it uh, with this this latter one this one we just did um it it pulls from two Good songs. I'll take that redeeming. I'm trying to find a nice thing to just say here. It pulls from two good songs. That that's the positive of that song. The second song, the Jackal song, I literally can't find anything positive about that song. <laughs> and you're a nice and sensitive man. Yeah, you'd like to say something nice to them. I know. Uh, yeah. So that for me, it's yeah, it's Jackal is the worst. I I, I can't find anything good to say about that song. Literally, they're it's unbeatable. Just... They're unbeatable, they're unbeatable. Yeah. in this game. In this game, they're unbeatable. Yeah. I've been sitting on this one a while. <laughs> Foxy George takes it again. Yeah. Strut, 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 strut. Pants, 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 pants. I feel yeah. like Mac Davis because you know I'm, I'm strutting and I've won, but I know on the inside my choices are ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ugly. I know. I feel like victory is a hollow, 
shell. I feel like I need like a disclaimer here, like because the other songs, you know, especially the first one too. Like I need to be like, just because I said the second one's the worst one doesn't mean that I support the other two. Like, <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. You're down with misogyny. You're down with uh, the Nazis, but you hate the racism. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. One out of three. One out of three isn't bad. I mean, anyone... <laughs> you're still a good person. You're still a good. Yeah. A lot of good qualities. Come on, shows. It's all right. Yeah, that's that's that fucking song is dog shit, man. Yeah. It really is, truly. Well done. Yeah. That's how you play. Well, I guess now I we're gonna have to go into another little zone. What are we doing here? We already did torture chamber. Now I'm just trying to get us into the, the transition smoothly into the next. I'm I'm just I'm There's reeling no from those songs. I'm sorry. There's no way. <laughs> and it's three. You had to take three of them. I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's let's get Majel to kind of yeah. hold our hands and walk us, please, walk us gently, sorbet, <laughs> like like Mac Davis and his lovers. Majel's going to tame us and take us into the show. Resistance, surrender, <laughs> like a small uh. kitten, like three small, four small kittens, but also a witch. So burn her. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Got it. Burn him. Here we go. Sorbet. Decrease the yeast. <laughs> Diane Weist. Uh, Diane Weist, one. shout out. <laughs> Little known fact, uh, Mac Davis dated Diane Weist, and that song was about her. <laughs> she is one hell of a woman. She is one yeah. hell of a woman. <laughs> it's the only chick he couldn't tame. Diane <laughs> Weist. She was not good, like a kitten a in his hand. Could trivia question. desire. <laughs> So I have uh, a little a little activity for our pal, my man Aaron Shows, <laughs> and by request we are going to take another. Um, now Shows is is uh, of German origin, is it not? It is, yes. So so far I've hit you with uh, with some some Nazis, right? And now we're going to take another trip over to our Teutonic friends and uh, let them uh, cue us into this game, shall we? Oh, all right. Yes. Brackets. Wir im Losing. Brackets. Gib mir Boots. Brackets. Brackets. Wir antworten. Brackets. Nazis. We are going to have fun and we are going to enjoy it. <laughs> All right. So, look, George and I have discussed about the the frustration of drummers. Uh, just not getting as, like while the uh, the band the rest of the band is hitting on chicks you know after the gig we're still like you know collapsing cymbal stands and stuff right yeah and so yeah. and bass players inexplicably get action too I don't I'll, I'll never understand that yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and when Mac Davis is in the band nobody gets action <laughs> right. Mac he tames it all <laughs> yeah but um I would say like just just by sheer Lack of personality. Keyboard players might get less action than drummers. <laughs> Present company excluded, excluded of course. Right. Yeah, right. Okay. I've seen this guy on a tear many gigs. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what we're gonna do for Brakits today is we're gonna determine which rock era keyboardist got the least amount of action. I already know. I <laughs> now, by the it's way, not Rick Wakeman. <laughs> now, let, before you guys uh, start guessing. I wanted to say the original version of this because Aaron Shows is a film composer and on the rise. 
And I said, well, it would be no funny. longer. It, this, is, <laughs> this podcast is the end of it all. Bye bye career. <laughs> well, the the original uh, subject of this was which film composer got the least amount of uh, tail. Okay. But I we already know the answer is Hans Zimmer. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I didn't Bubbles want and stuff. Yeah, I didn't want you to sit around and analyze how dorky all of your, your potential like working partners are going to be in the future. Okay. So let's just talk about a bunch of like Nimrod keyboard players <laughs> from from the rock genre, shall we? Okay. And yeah. visuals go along with this. So, fellas, please have your phone handy. All right. Oh. So from the okay, but oh, don't forget the rules of this. I'm Wink Martindale, and I'll have opinions, but, uh, oh, I wrote this down. But not unlike the marginalized peoples of these great United States, I will have no voting power. (laughs) Let's see. So these keyboardists, you can factor in their music, you can factor in their skills as a keyboardist, and if you know anything about them, their personalities, you can factor that in. But if you're not familiar with any of those things about these these guys, you can just go by the visual I'm about to send you. Great. (laughs) Okay? So... Uh, showdown number one from the dark sorcerer department. Oh, wait, I read that wrong from the dork sorcerer department. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Here here they come. We have Rick Wakeman versus Brian Eno. (laughs) Wow. Well, I, I, I have a thought about it. Um, okay. how do you, it's the three of us. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Aaron, yeah, yeah. your wink, Aaron and George, and I will be wink and I'll, I'll weigh in with some, some thoughts, but I don't get a vote. All right. Um, I'll go first. I think that like, I, I just sort of know for a fact that Eno got tons of trim with that yeah. fucking, he's sort of a very, very effeminate looking man. And even with the wild hair and all the weird shit. You're looking at this look- picture that I sent? Yeah, no, I mean, but despite yeah. that, despite <laughs> that, Rick Wakeman was a lurchy looking motherfucker. <laughs> so much more, dude, with the crate. And he was just such a nerd about the keys. At least Eno would be probably like, man, fuck those keys. You know, he probably he had no actual love for them, probably. <laughs> and Rick Wakeman would like force you to listen to him with his fucking lurchy ways and his fucking cape and shit. Fuck that dude. <laughs> All right. So Aaron's vote is for dorkier is, is Rick Wakeman. So we're saying who, who wouldn't get. Who gets, yeah, yeah, or, exactly. Or who, so it's not who gets the most action, it's who doesn't get Who gets the least. Who gets the yeah. least. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, because, I mean, Wakeman was all into, like, Bach and all those old composers, too. So, like, he would have probably spewed off all this, like, these, like, you know, Bach toccatas and things with women. Like, he would try to go all that that route, and it's like... <laughs> no, that doesn't impress chicks. That's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. Right. So I, I would say, like, he's probably, like you said, the more that route of, like, the, the nerd for those things. Uh, so I'd say, yeah, he Wakeman... As much as I love yes, Wakeman, yeah, and also like Roxy Music is just a is a sexier band as far as what they did musically than anything that yeah. Wakeman was ever involved in. <laughs> True. So George, you don't get a vote, but would you have gone there? No, I was gonna I was gonna argue that uh, that, that Wakeman got uh, got got more ass only because I feel like during the time that he they were on tour and they were huge, he was and like he's dressed like one. He was a god. And and I think I'm not sure the other guys in Yes really would pull that much away from him. But were so, there any women at the show to fuck him? <laughs> <you're right. laughs> yeah, yeah. My... Good point. Good point. You make a good point there. You make a good point. Well, but you you but you have the uh, Brian Eno, Eno I put on this to make out doe-eyed women, right? <laughs> That's your favorite thing, right, Aaron? To put. To oh, yeah. put uh, to put a slave to love on, right? And the oh, girls yeah. oh, yeah. no, go, that's, that's hey, a come on, maybe. this isn't even fair. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was going to go with Rick, but I lose. Okay. No, you're going to go with Brian. 
Yeah, sorry. The, yeah, 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 Brian and, but gets Rick, le- Rick Wakeman uh, takes that round. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. From the I'm okay with bespectacled and I'll tolerate a Hawaiian shirt, but I simply will not abide them together on the same nerd department. <laughs> and here, here they come. Okay. I should just show you my phone since you're sitting next to me. But um, <laughs> we have Randy Newman versus Ray Manzarek. So who wants oh. to start? I started last time, so somebody else can start this time. You go ahead, Shouse. So who who's Manzarek, by the way? I don't From know. the Doors. The Doors. Oh, he's a real goon. Okay. Like if you ever hear him talk, like I I like his keyboard playing and I like the Doors, but he ruins the Doors for you if you listen to him talk. He's not okay. a cool guy. <laughs> he's not a cool guy. Like when he speaks. Yeah, yeah when no. he talks. Uh, but then again, you got, you know, show up people good. You got that guy. So, everybody. Um, so, who wants that? Do a little bit of I love LA. Come on, do a little bit. Six Street. Oh, yeah. So, I, yeah, not knowing much about about the other guy. Yeah, and you can just go by the picture if you want. Well, I mean, I, I've heard Ray Newman's voice so many times. So, I just know that that, I mean... It's it's a it's a leg closer, is right? Yeah. yeah, like I just yeah. For me, it's it's Newman. I uh, yeah. Okay, you got one vote for Randy. Newman. Yeah, like it's just. <laughs> Can I get you a no <laughs> I just can't. I wrote a song about it. We're gonna get some coffee. Yeah, I just can't. I can't do it. God, that's funny. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with uh, with, with uh, Shouse that uh, yeah I just I think I think Manzarek just got more. He, he and he looks like he got more. I mean, at least he kind of has kind of has a cool haircut. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you're yeah. saying Randy Newman as well. Yes, I am. Okay, so Aaron, you sadly do not get a vote, but uh, where would you have gone on that one? I guess it depends on the ladies. Because, so, like, if 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 he was playing, if Rand and a Jim Morrison less Doors were playing <laughs> yeah. a double bill at Brown <laughs> in like nineteen seventy four, yeah, Randy was scoring. And he was going to score huge with like, those bookish chicks. <laughs> yeah, like like uh, Manzer couldn't get Morrison's runoff. I no. was going to say that's the reason he's be- he gets more. Just if he got Morrison's third runoff, like <laughs> not, there's two other guys in front of him in the band, and then he, not as far as the gals are concerned, than- though. Not as far as the women are concerned. They're like peace out. But it's no wonder that Ray got married when he was like twelve. <laughs> he could foresee. He could foresee a. Uh, a drought, but also like by association with the doors, like he's already that's in a leg up. I mean, you know, agreed. Yeah. Like, what does Randy Newman have? I mean, it's that boom chuck, boom chuck piano stuff, and him singing r- random things. Like, I don't know, yeah, where the appeal yeah. is for that. But Britt makes a point. I bet, I bet you Newman did really great because he was in with the Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live crowd. Oh, I bet he did well oh, with dude, those oh, tricks. Dude, he's in, yeah, because yeah. he had yeah. famous friends. Yeah. And that means a lot of things. In the Hamptons, and, uh, the Carly Simon's house was yeah. born and whatever. Exactly. He did pretty good. He's out at the vineyard. Yeah, right. Forget mm. it, dude. Yeah. Forget yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Randy Newman takes that one. Yes. Okay. Now, from the your adorable musical partner just makes you look even creepier department, coming over now, we have... <laughs> Dragon. <laughs> Daryl Dragon of Captain and Tennille versus Richard Carpenter of the Carpenters. Uh, who went, uh, Aaron went first last time, right? Or was that? Right, I'll go first. Yeah, I think George okay. goes. Yeah. I, you know, I just, I feel like Daryl didn't get a lot of ass outside of Tony, and <laughs> and that 
I, the carpenters were, you don't like to, they were hard partiers. I think, I think. Well, uh, at least one of them was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. Nobody partied harder right? than Karen. Like, I, I think they both were like, so. I think on the behind the music, Richard talked about some substance. He, he had issues. a lot of Coke on him all the time. So <laughs> I think he got more ass than, than Daryl ever got. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, why don't you go, Aaron? Why don't you go, Aaron? Because like the guest privilege should always be one of being able to have a have a say in the, in the decision. <laughs> okay. yes. um, yeah, it's so okay. The left one is is Captain Antonio, right? That's yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going with. That's he's dorkier. Yeah, the captain. Yeah, the wondrous yeah, captain. The captain. So it looks Love like not keep him together. That's looks not. like he's Daryl Dragon is our winner. Uh, Aaron, where, Aaron Britt, where would you have gone? I would have said that uh, Dicky Carps. Probably pulled down plenty of trim. Mm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, who, because you figure who's going to a Captain and Tennille show? Housewives. Yeah. And if, if housewives, are they going there because they're like fired up on him in <laughs> any way? No. They think that their gal pal is singing for them and to them and creating theme songs for them. If he had a, any chance at all with a, a, a female in the audience, the second he started playing the Muskrat Love, Moog sounds. <laughs> right, it was right. all over. Hey, yeah. you guys turned on. Here's some uh, sounds of uh, muskrats <laughs> yeah. fucking. Just turn you on. It was like no. Sahara Desert. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, cool. Great. <laughs> so Daryl Dragon. Now let's see our next one. Sorry, boys. I need to be more organized. That's right. Uh, I'm doing five things at once here. Are you doing this through a patch bay at all? <laughs> <laughs> all right. From the Let's start an oogity boogity cult right here in this old barn department. <laughs> we have Scientologist tool Chick Korea versus born again Christian creep Jonathan Kane. Uh, <laughs> creep, Christian creep. <laughs> Is this back to me to go first? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah by sure. the way, I'd like to add this this into the mix. I went to Jonathan Kane's website, you know, just because I was doing yeah. my research diligently, and he has a donate page for like PayPal or something. For no reason other than just to donate money to Jonathan Kane. It's not to his, his religion. I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> He's you Jonathan Kane from fucking so, Journey. I mean, side hustle. What's the big deal, Damon? Don't, don't hate him. Don't, don't hate the player. Don't don't hate the player. He needs your money. Highway so, up. <laughs> All right. So Aaron Britt goes first, I believe. Um, I would say that uh, just by virtue of of the size of Journey and the magnitude of Journey, and he's not an ugly. I mean, he became an ugly human, and then he sort of became a goofy looking guy. But back in the day, he looked. He was a handsome '80s man. Yeah. Um. And so, like, he and up against Chikoria, please. Chikoria is like an ugly Carlos Santana. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry, Chick Korea. Yeah, he just died um, like a couple years ago, last year. Like that. Yeah, that sounds no like a Chick Korea problem. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Aaron Scott, Chick Korea. How about you, George? Oh no, you, you got to do Aaron Chow's because he's the Aaron guest. Aaron Chow's gets to go. Uh, same thing. I think with the magnitude of Journey, it's that's that gives him a leg up and. Um, Chick Corea had his electric band in the 80s that was, yeah, just... Return to Forever? Uh, this was after that, I think, oh. yeah. So, um, but that with, with the Scientology and I uh, just, yeah. yeah. Wasn't he in Spyro Gyra? <laughs> yeah, all yeah, those guys the, were all in the stupid yeah. band. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so George, where would you have gone on that one? I would have agreed too, just because I remember very clearly as a, as a Journey fan and teenager that uh, Jonathan's first wife, I believe, was, was named Tani. 
T-A-N-E. Mm. And she had a solo record, and the cover of that uh, was helpful to me at times. <laughs> Got stuck together. <laughs> Jack and a George. And if he could get if he could get her, I can't imagine what else he got on the road. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, uh, now I'll admit to you guys, I was having a hard time finding a dorky picture of Jonathan Cain because he was in his heyday. He wasn't a bad looking guy, but I fucking hate that guy so much. I had to put him on my dorky keyboard list. Yeah, he's the worst. Yeah, they're dude. such dicks now. They're always fighting and suing each yeah. other, and yeah. they're assholes. You're right. And he has yeah. a he has a donate page on his fucking website <laughs> to donate to him. Fuck so you, great. Jonathan Cain. But I mean, so consider great. all the times that they play that stupid song, like "Don't Stop Believing," and like someone's probably like, "Who played that keyboard part at the beginning?" Isn't that isn't it the same person? Yeah. I'm assuming so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, he co-wrote go, the song too. Well, yeah. let's go yeah, find yeah. his well, what's that website and PayPal him. And it's, that's that's the thing is like someone's gonna hear it, and I don't know. I I won't judge him for that. You know who's <laughs> PayPaling Jonathan Cain? His royalties from all the fucking times that "Don't Stop Believing" oh my God, icing, yeah, icing. Just keep going. Fucking <laughs> 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 icing, icing, baby. just icing. Just keep going. All right, so our next face-off. From the, if you've ever wondered what the E in E Street stands for, that word is extraneous, department. (laughs) We have Roy Baton versus Danny Federici. (laughs) Keyboard players from the E Street Band. I was going to say they're both in the same picture here. Yeah, because they are both from the E Street Band. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, who is who? Uh, is, which one's which? Uh, Baton is on the left, and Federici's on the right. Okay, well, I I think it's my turn to go first, right? Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, obviously from this picture, I mean Federici is look at the fucking bowl cut. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, never never have two names been iller placed on their perspective. Exactly. It looks perspective like the guy on the left with the beard and the hat is Federici. You're right. <laughs> fact, that should so, be his first so fucking ridiculous. name. Hey, Federici! <laughs> One more button down there. One more button down. Oh. I mean, the necklace, I mean, he he's, he, he's done some coke with Kenny Loggins and snorted yeah. it off a number of people together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the other guy's just, yeah, he, he's not even at the party. <laughs> oh. He's a designated driver. Yeah, he's yeah he's 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 he's, he's rearranging the cases on the bus. He's just no. When he's not. All right, so George so, says that Roy Bitten. No, no, he says Danny Federici. It, Federici gets less ass. Yeah, yeah, it gets less. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. But so Roy Bitten gets more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Aaron Chow's. Yeah, I mean, based on this picture with with Federici <laughs> in the right, looking like he was distracted by like a Wendy sign or something off in the distance. <laughs> it looks like they burst into him, like, <laughs> like sitting in his room alone eating. I should crackers. get a double double. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. He just looks so like what chick is gonna yeah see that and go that's that's the guy. Um, yeah, so Federici for me as well. That's they yeah. see him and go, that's the guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love right now if Clarence Clements, the ghost of Clarence Clements, just appeared just with the saxophone going, no, man, Federici slayed ass. He's got so much. You can't believe this guy. He was the ass king of the, <laughs> the band. whole band. Are you kidding me? Shit. The E was for erection. <laughs> Good one, Clarence. <laughs> um the big man was for big man, if you know what I mean. Uh, so uh, what would you have said, Aaron Britt, even though uh, Federici has already won? Yeah, no, it's, it's clearly the Fed. Right. Okay. The Fed. So our next category, our next face-off, from the who knew you could make Jerry Garcia look classically handsome department, 
two Grateful Dead keyboardists, Bruce Hornsby with his disturbing <laughs> hair situation, and the yeah. oh so aptly named Pig Pen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, who's first? Wait, is it so back to me now? I'm gonna sound dumb here. Yeah. So Pig Pen, what it, who is this now? They were both They're keyboardists both. for the for the Grateful Dead. Yeah. Hornsby sat in, but he played he I was known know for that. playing. Yeah. For, okay. Yeah. All right. I just know him for solo stuff. Okay. Um uh, I, I I don't know. Uh, based on looks, Hornsby here just uh, he doesn't he doesn't look like I don't even know. Yeah, so I'm gonna say Hornsby is the one that got less, I, even though he had a big solo career. I'm gonna I'm gonna say yeah. just based on this picture alone, I I, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, we got Hornsby now. Who would go next? Aaron Britt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh I would say I would say uh Pigpen got less uh because of that ensemble uh and that headband <laughs> and that mustache and that hair and the bod. And that bod and, bod, and his yeah, name is true. Yeah, is and his name side. is Pigpen, you know. <laughs> All right, so I guess we have a tiebreaker here. Yeah. Foxy George. Okay. Well, I mm, yeah, this is this is tough. It's like, so I'm sure that obviously from the picture and the, the kind of chicks that hung around the Grateful Dead that, you know, Pigpen got his share of, 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 you know, biker mama ass. Right. But there's just something about Hornsby and he spent some time with Huey Lewis. I, I think, I think Hornsby might've been a bigger ass hound than we thought, than we think. Mm, I think he, I think sure. he got, I think, I, I think that he got a lot of trim. That's why I, I, do. I said Pigpen got less. You can't yeah. spell Hornsby without horny. That's right. And that's just the way it is. <laughs> Good night, everybody. More professional broadcasting. Okay, so you guys are. It sounds like uh, Pigpen. Uh, Pigpen. Pig pen. So I'm, I'm, he gets is, less. Okay. Very yeah! good. <laughs> All right. Uh, a couple more here from the when rock superstars meet the before pictures in the hair club for men commercial department. <laughs> Here we here here they come. We have <laughs> Jan Hammer versus Paul Schaefer, one of which has appeared on this very show already. Oh, he did. Yeah, it was a guest member. Jan was uh, on uh, Wild Dogs in the Wild Night. Wild Dogs in the oh. Night. He produced it or wrote it or they something. He produced and yeah. played it. Yeah, did half the solo. Yeah. Look at Paul the Shiv Schaefer. I was thinking right of the Miami Vice theme because we did Don Johnson, but. We didn't yeah. actually get to the theme itself. Well, the yeah. weird, the Wild Dogs in the Night, his solo Pretty much sounds is. like the it solo is. from the Miami Vice. <laughs> it is the solo from... It's fucking ridiculous. So let's see. I think George... I go a- first here, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I just... There, there's This is a tough one because Jan Hammer could have got a lot of ass. Just he, he, I think he's weird, though. He's too weird. Yeah, too German, Germanic, yeah, yeah. He's too. I, I, I and I, I think, I think Schaefer got over a, a fair amount of the time. He's just been too many places and too many parties where he oh, was dude, the third every, most famous guy in the room. You for know, real, like, yeah, yeah. He was on TV I, for forty five years. Yeah, he, or some shit. he had yeah. to get over. So I'm gonna say Hammer got less, uh, got less ass. Okay, now ahead, Aaron Chow's. Yeah, um, Jan for me as well because I read. Um, Paul Schaefer's, you know, memoir. And he talks about one of his first gigs was like, he played at like a strip club. Like his band played in a strip club. And like, he was the the, the act that like called him on the stage. <laughs> yeah. Like open opportunities, like for, you know, for yeah. years probably with that. Plus, you know, like, yeah. Like the, just by osmosis at the strip club. Yeah. Like, just being yeah. around the stuff like an SNL and um, yeah, he's, he's just, and Letterman show. Like it's just, yeah, he's had too many, too many opportunities 
where it would have been like handed to him. I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. And so, Aaron, would you have gone with Jan Hammer as well? Uh, that Jan got less than yeah. Paul the okay, Shiv, yeah. Schaefer. Yeah. Yes. Schaefer's Schaefer's table scraps were sometimes filet mignon. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he hung around nice. Bill Murray. He didn't let. I mean, yeah. Come yeah. On. Yeah. And also because a lot of those guys are so coked up and drunked up that they probably couldn't make it happen. And, you know, Shiv just stood there waiting, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's David. That's mix. David. Yeah, it's David. Breathing heavily in the corner, waiting. Yeah. yeah. Chicks are all celebrity blue balled out and they fucking no, no, no shot. Oh, it's Paul Schaefer. It's my time. <laughs> it's my time. It's my time to shine. <laughs> it's all coming up, Schaefer. <laughs> all right. Our last category here. From the speaking of hair, get a haircut, you freak department. These are both guys who ended up looking perfectly normal after they cut their hair. But sadly, during their heyday, they had the worst possible hair you can imagine. Their hair day. And here (laughs) they come. And we have Mr. Donald Fagan versus Mr. (laughs) Howard Jones. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That jump it. Who goes oh, first? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Should we let the guests go first? Yes, go first, yep. Aaron. Uh, okay, save this with names again. <laughs> That's Donald, Donald Fagan, Fagan from, from Steely, Steely Dan. Dan. Steely Dan. And yes. Howard Jones had a bunch of hits in the in the eighties. Like, uh, uh, what was the what was his huge? Things one? things can only get better. Things can only get better. Uh, and new, new song. song. <laughs> yeah. No, but there's a big ballad, wasn't there? Uh, yeah. Um, oh fuck. Da, da, I... dun, dun, dun. What's that? Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, Oh, shit. And you want own. her. And, and she, she wants want you. <laughs> we want everyone. <laughs> All I can think of is Steely Dan songs. <laughs> no one is ever to blame. <laughs> no one is to blame. Yeah. Um, He's to so, blame. So Howard's the one on the right. That's his... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he, had, he had like the quintessential 80s new wave hair, and it was awful. I just, yeah. I, and a big star in the eighties, a big star. He was a big star. Uh, you know, he was yeah. no half-ass Thomas Dolby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then again, like, so yeah, was was Steely Dan like huge? They were huge too. So <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. he would get this. I think Steely Dan would get the same. Like Donald Fagan would score heavy in the same. You know, at Vassar and at Brown, along with uh, Randy. Randy, you think, uh, look at that girl. Doesn't matter. I mean, Look like if beak. he was going to score, that's where he that would guy. score. You know, I would I would say that like Hojo was cleaning up so much more puss than fucking Donald Fagan. <laughs> yeah, that's, and Hojo's that's... English, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. Yeah, I'm gonna say Donald Fagan. I think so. I'm probably my my go to for that. Okay. I just I don't I don't think of like the ladies going for Steely Dan. I mean, like, for me, it's like one of those like guys in the audience kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um. Especially yeah. when you call your band the, the name of a dildo. So like, chicks are like, come on, guys. <laughs> right. That's right. I forgot that. What's the matter with you? Yeah. All right, Aaron, you're going with uh, with Fagan? Is, is the, is the Getting Aaron Shouse is going yeah. with Donald Fagan. Yeah. 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 Okay. And how about you, Britt? Same. Okay. Huh? Then it's Fagan. I, I would agree, too. Okay, good. Very good. So now keep those lovely those lovely fellas in mind as we, as we uh, break this down. Lovely lads. <laughs> so next round we have Rick Wakeman versus Randy Newman. <laughs> and I'll go first. I think I I, I think hmm, I, I thought I was going to be sure, but now I'm not. I still I think it's Wakeman gets less. Go ahead, Aaron. 
Actually, for me, it's still Randy Newman. I can't. <laughs> I I think I just don't see that anything happening there. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so do I get to break it? Yeah, you you're the tiebreaker. Yeah. Wakeman gets so much less. Oh, wow. okay. so much less, dude. Guaranteed. Not that anyone cares what Wink thinks, but uh, I would have. I think I would have. It's hard because Rick Wakeman has has less attractive qualities in his music, and Randy Newman is less attractive. Yes. So I, I that would have been a really tough one for me, but I think I, I don't know. I, I I can't agree with you there. I don't think that, that I think that that Rick Wakeman has always been a weird, strange, pasty fucking English lurchy motherfucker. <laughs> and Randy Randy was bookishly uh, cute and handsome in the same way that Woody scored. You know? Yeah, he's right. Mm. Okay. Woody cleaned up. He Woody was good fucking case. Warren Beatty. <laughs> From the Bronx or Brooklyn or wherever Woody's from. You are correct, sir. (laughs) I can see that. I can see that argument. Okay. Well, not, but my opinion doesn't matter, so who cares? All right. Now we have Daryl Dragon versus Chick Corea. (laughs) (laughs) You guys go ahead. What a bounty. (laughs) (laughs) Embarrassment of riches. There's not a a girl within 40 miles of those two fellas. Live and in concert and lady free. Lady yeah, free. If, if if Tony goes out of town, Daryl's not anywhere near Chick. It's true. I'm gonna go Chick Korea on this one. I I don't know. I just don't see. Yeah, I mean he's a jazz guy, and again, I don't. Yeah, where are all the ladies? At the yeah, jazz where concert? are they? Where are they? Um, it's not like he's like at the like the romantic jazz club with the with the chick singer like it's like the Ella Fitzgerald kind of thing but yeah. it's right. it's the like I've got a guitar and I'm just gonna like, shred on stage like <laughs> it's, it's prog for real that's an important important bit of point that you made there Aaron is that like yeah. there is a version of jazz that's very sexy yeah and that's not what it's not chick Korea is all about does. he does not traffic no. in yeah. that or in yeah. ass no. no and it's a good thing too because he'd be plumb out of business okay so uh yeah. is are we down to so you oh you went first yeah so then uh, who goes next George I think it would be me oh Aaron okay good yeah uh, I would say that uh, anytime Chickory is up against anybody for anything he, <laughs> he's winning <laughs> especially when it's who gets less ass okay <laughs> all right so George would you have agreed with the boys I would I do yes okay very good okay next round we have Danny Federici versus Pigpen. <laughs> <laughs> What a wrestling match. Price, the, the winner gets no ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, it's Fed versus Pigpen. Come on down. Let's see. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds here? like a morning zoo team. <laughs> Danny and the pig pen. <laughs> no, the f- fed, fed and the pig pen. Fed and the pig pen. <laughs> All right. So uh, oh. I guess, uh, uh, George, you go first, I think, right? Sure. I, 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 think, I think the fed gets less. Wow. That's a, that's a big statement. <laughs> yep. I know. That is brutal. <laughs> I mean, as true as it may be. Yeah. The Fed gets less. <laughs> yeah. Um is who who's gonna go next? Aaron Britt or Aaron? Go, Aaron, go Aaron. Aaron. Okay. Uh so the point made earlier about like the biker chicks going for a big pen. Uh, yeah. that's what kind of swayed me. I was like, there there's a type that kind of goes for that. With enough booze and, and, yeah. and coke, he could yeah. probably yeah. Yeah. I mean the right bar the, the, at you know, closing time. That's he's fine. Um yeah. 
Yeah, so I don't see anything for feds. That's checking a lot of boxes, by the way. A lot of boxes, but still. Yeah, it, yeah. I'm trying to pull here at the straws, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, but yeah. Feds is the one that gets less, I think, to me. Just, <laughs> yeah, he's not even trying in the bar. Like he's. He, What's the point? Again, he's found the Wendy's sign, and he's just like, "That's where I'm going next." Um, Gotta work off this booze. <laughs> Maybe I'll get a shake tonight. Look at the shake. I don't know. Honestly, it's better off. I'm feeling gassy anyhow. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So last round here in this round is uh, Jan Hammer versus Donald Fagan. (laughs) Uh, Who wants to start this one? Aaron Britt, maybe? Uh, Yeah. So Jan versus uh, Don. Yeah. Jan and Don. (laughs) Um, Jonald Fagan. (laughs) <laughs> I would say that of those two, I I, I have a feeling that Jan Hammer is a douche and yeah. has no game. I think that you know that 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 dorky thing about uh, negging women or right, negging yeah. people will turn them on. Supposedly, no one would be more of a shit talker than I think Don Fagan's probably the invented negging, but he's really just talking shit about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so you're so thrilled when you perceive to get a kind word from him that you'd sleep with him <laughs> compared to the two. So like, it's very specific women hanging out with either of these chooches, but uh, I would think that Jan gets less than Don for that reason. Okay. I think you just described the relationship between Donald Fagan and Walter Becker. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Walter was just waiting around for yeah. a kind word. Didn't <laughs> yeah. get one. Left. Um, uh, let's see. How Aaron Chow's going next. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, this is tough again too. Um, I'm probably going to go Jan. I I just yeah. I for the same reason. I just think it's, it's it's he's yeah. It's not a type that I think would at least with Steely Dan. Like it's that's that association. I guess they can pull from that, but again, with the audiences, there's, there's no chicks there. I yeah, don't the know. Steely Dan or, music is like cocaine music. Yeah. Right. Um, in the party, party music. Yeah. Cocaine party music. That yeah. means that ladies are going to be around. Yeah. You know, that's the way you work that one. So yeah. All so right, well, so yeah. Jan is for me as well. George, where would you have gone on that one? I, I you know, I think, I think uh, as I look at him and think about uh, Jan, I think, I think Jan gets a lot of ass, but I think he pays for it. I think he pays like German <laughs> prostitutes to get into infantilism and all that and change his diapers. And, you know, Jan whip, gets whip, a lot whip of his ass and stuff. And yeah. 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 <laughs> if he's hanging out with JY, he gets all the trim. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. He, he pays sure for it. He just, just yeah. it's too weird, but yeah, I, I think Jan gets less. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Very good. That's, that will wrap up that round. We're cutting. We're closing in on a on a keyboard pussyless dork. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I know who it's going to be. It's like and a report on a police radio. <laughs> Can you describe the suspect? 290. 290. We never get a 290. What's that again? A 290. Well, what? I'll tell what? you. Let me get the book. Hold on. <laughs> it's a pussyless dork. Keyboard pussyless dork. Huh. Just hanging out on the street with a DX7. Let's beat him up. <laughs> All right, so a cu- couple more rounds here. We have Rick Wakeman versus Chick Corea. Oh. Wow. Uh, George, you want to start this one? I'm sticking with the chick. Oh, very good. Okay. Uh, Aaron Go Chow, you want to weigh in? Mm. Um, yeah, I think at the end of the night, Chick Corea brings up his Scientology stuff and people just get, get scared. I think, I think, the, I think that's when the, when it gets late, that's what happens. And it's like, he's like, I got some good ideas. And it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think Chick Corea is the one that gets less. Right. right. 
It's a hard meter far out. He doesn't say, can I buy you a drink? He says, we'd like to read this pamphlet. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got some pamphlets I'd like you to read. <laughs> Chick, when we said we, we wanted you to get clear, we didn't mean clear the room of pussy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we went clear, all right. <laughs> chick, no chick. No chick, chick. All right, so uh, let's see. Aaron, Britt, where would you have gone with that? It's a fucking, it's a blowout with Chick <laughs> with a big win. All right. So uh, next round, Danny Federici versus Jan Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> I always knew it would come to this somehow. I knew like from years ago as a youth, I knew that one day I'd be in a basement talking about this. I had a dream about this. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Aaron. Um. The last one of the two. Um, Federici, I just, again, I don't see him caring. He doesn't, he's not even making an effort. Like, so, like, no. You know, and there's not enough, you know, pull with, what was it, the E Street Band with it, with, yeah, with all that stuff. Like, I don't, I, yeah, there's like 17 guys to get through right. before it gets to him. Right. Yeah. And, and just in the band itself. Right. And he doesn't Two even keyboards like, in a band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ladies are showing up for the boss, of course. It's also, yeah. bo- yes. they're also showing up and would be more than happy with Clarence. That's sure. a marquee value. Both yeah. of those Little guys. Steven. Little <laughs> right. Steven would be next. He would be the speaker of the house in the in the trim as far as yeah. the trim commissioner. But I gotta leave my bandana on. <laughs> yeah. He goes. Do you have an extra bandana? Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, a t- it's a tough act uh, to not be able to pull when that's all you gotta fight against. But Okay, so Aaron Shao said Danny Federici, and then yeah. Aaron Britt would go next, or who goes next here? Yeah, you go ahead, Aaron. Okay, uh, I think it's Federici. (laughs) It's the Fed. I agree, it's the Fed. Fed. Wow. You know what? Wink would have said Jan Hammer. I just think the guy's (laughs) creepy and weird, like a little fidget. He's a creep, dude. Annoys the hell out of women. And Federici, you know, he gets a little bitten runoff once in a while, you know? Yeah. He's got an Eeyore quality to him, uh, but but would manage to get... And they're playing rock clubs and rock theaters and stuff. Jan Hammer is like, you know, he's at prog shows and stuff. So, but my vote doesn't count. So who cares? That's right. All right. Well, (laughs) that's right. It comes down to. That's just the way it is. It comes down to the Titans of no pussy, 88 keys and zero pussy. (laughs) Chick Corea and Danny Federici. George, you go first. <laughs> God damn it. I encourage you people uh, listening, be you in Denmark, be you in Belgium, be you in St. Louis, uh, pull up these images, pull, yeah. any images. You, I mean, it doesn't matter which one's Damon. Or write us a letter and tell us we're wrong. Aaron Britt is right. If anyone who's listening wants to email loathing at gmail.com, I will send you all 16 of these pictures and you can play with your friends at home. Okay, it's, it's incredible and truly like Damon chose beautiful photographs, but there isn't a good one of any of these uh, chodes, you know, at all that exist Chod- in the world. Chodes. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, so, Chick Corea versus Danny Federici, and uh, who's going to go first? Should we let Aaron Chow's go first? Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should. Yeah. All right, I have my answer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you like how I bought you that time? I knew it was going to be tough for you, Aaron. So yeah. I bought you some time. This is my. This is how I talk through this, but it's it's the fact that I know who Chick Corea is. It's a name <laughs> that you recognize, and I didn't think about uh, Federici. But like you said earlier, part of that band, something would happen eventually with with the boss being around. So um, I I think um, Chick Corea would have been 
the least of all that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Now, let's see who wants to go next here. George, you think you should go next? Go ahead, Georgie. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to go with the Fed. I think the Fed still gets less. I think Chick gets a <laughs> yeah. little just from saying, hey, uh, your first name's Chick? Wow, let's fuck. I think, that's, yeah. I think he gets Shoot, a little from that. You <laughs> <laughs> might sway me actually back over. You're yeah. able to do and that. And the fact that you know his name even. Like, we never heard of Danny Federici. Right. We're yeah. all knowledgeable. I'm going to change my answer, actually. Is that possible? Can I go back? <laughs> of course back? it is. Of course, of course it is. Re- sure. Rewind. Yeah, Federici for me. Okay. I, <laughs> well, we we have a winner, but Aaron Britt. It's a sweep you... across. It's a great. It's a sweep. Strike one. Strike two. Strike three. You're out of pussy. <laughs> oh God! I want someone to write us and tell us no. That guy fucked half of Belgium. I really want to hear it. I do. I want to. Oh, the Fed. So sorry, Danny. But uh, I know now. Listen, all a question for all three of you. When you woke up this morning. There's probably a lot of things on your mind, your job, your relationship, you know, maybe some health issues or whatever. But (laughs) burning question number one in your mind was, which keyboardist from the rock era got the least amount of pussy? And would all three of you say that perhaps you've now been left with something that could be, you know, resolve this for you? What do you guys think? Unequivocally, I have my answer. (laughs) Yeah, for real. I think I want some Wendy's. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I know someone yeah. you can go to the drive-thru with. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> Who's not getting my, any pussy. Yeah. My buddy Michael Kane's going to come by and pick you up and take you to the drive-thru. What, right. do you th- what do you think, Michael? I have my answer. I have my answer. All right. There we go. Well, that that was a fun episode. It that started off one. it started off sort of disturbing and kind of ended disturbing as well. <laughs> oh yeah, this whole thing was very disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion that Aaron Chow's is not going to be promoting this episode to his not friends. This. Yeah. <laughs> hey, did you ever do that podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, that got canceled. No, it uh, rained and no, so the, the internet went uh, down. No, yeah, it's uh, like in general. The internet went down. <laughs> All right. Well, Aaron Shows, can you tell our friends and listeners where they can uh, look you up? Website, YouTube, tell us what, what that is. Should I even do that at this point? Um, <laughs> don't associate myself with this. Uh, well, I'm on YouTube. Um, so it's just typing my uh, my name, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N. Last name is spelled like the word shows, S-H-O-W-S, but it's pronounced Shows. Um and uh, yeah, just type in YouTube. I, most of the stuff I do is uh, I do like a weekly live stream on Sunday nights, uh, either uh, organ or piano, uh, where I take requests and sort of improv off of people's requests and comments and things. It's and, a really fun uh, broadcast that he does, by yeah, the way. Because one time I threw in, I was on, and I threw in a request. Because what what do you tell me exactly what you do? You have a kind of overarching theme yeah and then as your requests come in let's say you're playing like uh you know bach or something and then if a if a prince request comes in you'll you'll fit prince into the style of bach yeah yeah yeah, i really i rarely do like classical stuff but but yeah it's it's um i mean i range from anything from like the 50s through the 80s and 90s and then i've done you know broadway and um film music and that kind of stuff too so it's um but part of the show actually i i have a like a wheel that has a spin that has different like styles on it. And so whatever this next song is gets to be played in that style. And it's like, you know, oompa or like, um, 
uh, gosh, like uh, it's so like victorious or like melancholy or so I make these things <laughs> into like different emotions and, yeah. and styles. So it's kind of like a really like spontaneous thing. So um, and it's every Sunday on YouTube and Facebook or just both. Yeah, yeah. I do dual streams. So yeah, it's at five o'clock uh, Pacific every Sunday night. So yeah. And Aaron Chow's is also a composer. So if I anyone's am. making a movie or a commercial or <laughs> anything, really, this this guy has. Uh, written some killer stuff i've heard it i've seen i've gone to screenings and uh, i was impressed i couldn't believe a keyboard player actually had that much talent (laughs) (laughs) i I like the wheel because it's good training for for composing because when a director goes to you i need like melancholy oompa and you've got me i got it i got got it covered that's right Yeah, he's a great, great player, and I, I uh, really enjoyed the uh, stuff that I checked out online of yours. Uh, it's a ton of creativity and a lot of humor, um, but just uh, great skills, and, um, and very happy to make your acquaintance, and thanks for gracing us on the pod, baby. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll come back and hopefully not be as not as racy the next time. <laughs> Racist. Uh, Racist, yeah. yeah we but, don't ordinarily um, work blue here on Real Loathing. Yeah. I'm fucking stoked that we said Federici so many times. Yeah, who thought yeah. you were going to wake up and say that, right? Yeah, the fucking gonna... E Street, the E Street, the E cast doesn't say his name this often. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get a Federici bump. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a glorious episode 46. And uh, if we have any listeners left, we look forward to seeing you next time on episode 47. We are the Gitmo Bros. This is Aaron Loathing. We always will be the number one rockers forever. Don't you forget that, Jonathan Kane. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I guess we'll see you next time, boys. Goodbye, Bye. everybody. See ya. Ear and Loathing. So far, no women or people of color for this podcast. Mom! Take it easy. Lower it. I'm not going to lower it. I have to do this now. I don't mind you playing it, but lower it. Tune in next time for more Ear and Loathing. End transmission. Goodbye.